106.5 WPPM Philly Black triples on deck Hear the wreck the set The best that it gets Let's go Come on Coming at you with hurricane force Intense as a landslide Cool as a slap on the black hand side Exceptional collective The tribe of five The source to put forth The liveest vibe The place to go when you search and seek For some space to satisfy your urban geek Prude city dudes or suburban freaks We the perfect break for your working week Live on the set from the home of Philly Cam All across the airwaves to all my Philly fam Direct and effective five-headed Philly clan All around the world we rep for Philly, man Shout out to all my geeks and nerds Black Dribbles is here and what we speak is heard Come and get a taste of the Thursday night flavors Spider traces, phases and lightsabers We created a council, formed a federation Metropolis, Gotham, New York, all across the nation Choose your designation, get indoctrinated Take the oath of allegiance, increase the population One triple, two triple, three triple, four Five triples combined to make millions more The people power the media, let's get online It's our time to shine with black triples Rhyme, rhyme Philly, Camden, what's good, what's good, what's good? It's Black Tribbles Prime! Coming to you live from the beautiful studios of WPPM 106.5 LP. Philly Cam into his house, your favorite award-winning geek talk radio show. What's up, y'all? Award-winning! It's your girl, Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, better known as Storm Triple. I got the helm, executive officer in the house. What's good? And I am joined in studio by... Listen closely, children. I'm going to start a new cable channel for them fine, luscious ladies out there called Thickelodeon. Yes, with Thick at Night. And for the 18-year-old young Buck Jones... Thick Junior. It's your boy Jay Rich, the Spider Tribble. <laughs> I'm a little mad at Thick Junior. <laughs> we have a, a skeleton crew here tonight, but it's still thicker than ever. Ah. Uh, the Master Tribble is at home doing some work. The Super Tribble is at home being a good dad, and the Bat Tribble is home taking care of his Bat family. So it's us tonight. But we've got some great guests in studio. We have the incomparable. The one and only, Cosplay Tribble himself, the master of disguises, cosplay extraordinaire, Eric the Smoke Moran. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> and he is accompanied by Roxanne Whitney, Black Phoenix Tribble, Foxy Roxy Cosplay. What's up? What's good? What it do? What it do? And of course, last but certainly not least, we have... Always rocking behind the mic. What's good, y'all? It is the Super Saiyan Triple here, a.k.a. Cousin Muscles, your mama's favorite nephew. What's up? Yeah, Cousin Muscles, hold it down on Facebook Live for those of you streaming at home. What's good? We have a fantastic show in store for you tonight. How y'all feeling? I'm doing great. I'm good. Y'all feeling I'm good? Oh, yeah. I'm blessed. I'm feeling good, too. 
I'm feeling juicy. Yo, I'm a little mad at Sick Junior. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a little spooky creeps, my, my, my but, triple. But listen, they had to be my, 18 my and brother, up, though. But listen, 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 my soul sister. You have to understand that they have to be 18 to 21 to be in Thick Junior. Once you get out of the 21 years, you go over to Thickelodeon. And then when you hit the 50-year mark, you become thick at night. Yo. Wow. <laughs> okay. This is like an entire <laughs> network. There is some dude somewhere in the porn industry that's just like, why didn't I think of this? Right? How is this a thing? Thick, 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 thick. Thickelodeon. Yo. I'm too through. I'm too through. Uh, I, know, I know when Len listens to this, he's going to be like, See, this is why I can't leave these mofos alone for, right? he was for like, two minutes. I, should, I shouldn't have left. <laughs> it's been a long time. Shouldn't left you guys without me at the helm. You right? guys like me in charge, don't you? This is what happens when the XO steers the ship. We just get wet and wild. Star trekking across the universe. Like, kidding. So, uh... We don't have too much news. We're going to get right into the thick of things and why we've got our, our fantabulous guests here in studio. But I, I thick do. Thick Thursday, want... apparently. Thick Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> extra thick. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> get on your Aku. Extra thick. <laughs> Four years ago, this thick John walked into my life. I knew at first that she would be bad news. But I had to holla. <laughs> Sorry, I could do Aku for days. We just turned it into a whole new show. Just, That's mm. bizarre. Uh, we are a few days away from Halloween, guys. Yes, yes. Um, so we will be getting into some horror stuff. But before we get into uh, some horror and the reason why we've got uh, Smoke and uh, Roxanne here, um, I'm, I'm going to do a shameless plug at the beginning of the show because I'm going to forget by the time we get to the end of it. Tomorrow night at the Philadelphia Museum of Art will be the seventh annual Afrofuturist Affair Costume Ball. That's right, you heard me, 7th Annual. And any fans of Triple Nation and, you know, Black Tribbles know that we have been at the grassroots when it comes to the Afrofuturist Affair. Indeed. Uh, uh, shout out to Andromeda Tribble. Yes, uh, yes. Rashida Phillips, Esquire. Mm. Who mm. coordinated this along with uh, Kame Ayewa, also known, better known as More Mother. Um, it's going to be a fantastic night of live music, of art, of fashion, of time travel experiments. And I'm going to be emceeing. It'll uh -oh. be fantastic. Uh -oh. uh, this is an installment of Philly uh, Final Fridays at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. So for more information, you can check out the Philadelphia Museum of Art's website. I think it's philamuseum.org. Um, and find out all the juicy details. Um, it'll be good stuff. Check out, check that out, and hopefully I'll get to see some of you folks the tomorrow evening. It'll be fabulous. <laughs> now, <laughs> now all that business out the way. Now the business out the way. Oh, I, I was, I was just gonna brag and tease real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Saw that Thor Ragnarok. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. First impressions, live. What's up? Fresh. I really, had, it was funny. It was really fun. Like complete different from one and two. Like they they went on a whole nother vibe, and there's there's a lot of Easter eggs, just all over the place. I screamed a couple times. I was like, "That's oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're setting it up. They're they're setting it up. And there's for those who don't know, there's two after. Uh, there's the pre, you know, like pre credits where you give you a, a little after segment, and then mm -hmm. after all the long credits, 
you, Kennedy, will really enjoy the... Yeah? Yeah. It's funny. Because my boo-boo in it. Yeah, your boo-boo. My boo-boo, Jeff yeah, Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, your bo- your boo-boo. My Jeff Goldblum, boo-boo. Your boo-boo. Boo-boo, my your Jeff Goldblum, boo-boo. He is actually really funny in this. Yo, he could get it three ways. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'll, that hasn't mm. changed. Anybody that knows me knows. That's how I feel about that man. Mm. His wife can come see me. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's chokes. I kid, I kid because mm. I love. Next you know the phone rings. She'll be like, what you say? <laughs> I'll be like, come through. I'm like, where is she coming though? <laughs> Come through. Let's get her on the show, right? Come through. This is where I live. Right? Holla. So, Smoke. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you. This is your Thank first you. time. At this? In the new location. At WPPM. That's yes. right. Are Loving you? it. Yeah. It's impressive as heck, isn't it? Ooh, I'm feeling the atmosphere. I know, right? We all professional at this mug? No, no joke. Moist. <laughs> this is That's just, just you, Jason. Just walking in here... <laughs> Yeah, it's, all, it's, just, it's just Jason. No, it's just, I'm just moist. Because <laughs> Roxanne, you've been here before. You were yes. here for the um, uh, the the flashbang, flashbang, yes, concert. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So this is your second time, but so yeah. this is all new for you. It's all new, Good. all new. Glad you can make minute. it out. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Wait a minute. When was the last time you were on the show? Was it that long ago? Like maybe two years. Yeah, it's two been years. a minute. Is that G Town? I know. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so you all have done this amazing project yes. and I, Word. I, I, I want, we, we going to get into the nitty gritty thicky of things, but I, I want you to have the opportunity to, to talk about this project first. Mm-hmm. Uh, let folks know what the dealio. All right. Well, basically, uh, we'll start from the beginning. A couple of years back, everybody knows that, uh, I'm a big Spawn fan and, um, I did. <laughs> and what happened was, um, I did these cosplays, um, my early, early division, early, early start of Spawn and everything. I was doing my first version of Spawn, and lo and behold, like I started, I had my photographer. We did some stuff at this uh, cemetery that was a little historical cemetery, film movies and everything else. So to make a long story short, I get contacted by Todd McFarlane, and so Todd McFarlane is like, "Hey, I would like to know if I can post your pictures on my Twitter feed." I'm like, you're like, what, 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 what? <laughs> uh, you bet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, like, like it was a no brainer. So I told him, I said, look, I've been working on this spawn short. I wanted to, you know, put out and I wanted, he was like, oh, say no more. He said, when you're ready, send me the link, you know, and I'll, I'll post it up and all that. So a couple of years gone by, I wrote a script. It was an original script where I was going to have a whole different storyline. And I said, well, it just wasn't the right time. And then all of a sudden, here we are, 2017. Ironically, it's the 20th anniversary of HBO's animated series. Groundbreaking. Yep. And the 20th anniversary of the motion picture featuring your boy, Michael Jow White. Whose boy? He's talking to you. All right, he's he my boy now. I'll go <laughs> I'll go I, I, I mean, he's he, he my boy. He's yeah. your boy. He's my boy. Yeah. I mean, I, I give the homie a pound and stuff if I seen him, but I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad at him for Falcon Rising. <laughs> but blood and bone, though. No. Yeah. Exactly. You not you proving my point. Whatever. No. Go ahead. Go ahead, Smoke. Go ahead. No. So, Go ahead. So Before we get into that. So basically, um, there's a there's an event going on in Times Square, New York, called the Urban Action Showcase and Expo. Okay. And basically, Michael is going to be there. Uh, part of the celebration with HBO and Cinemax. So the owner, my my man Demetrius, uh, basically he was like, well, look, 
We heard that you do Spawn Cosplay. How would you like to help host the uh, contest for Spawn Contest? And how would you like about hosting this, that, and the other? And I told him, I said, well, ironically, I'm working on a film. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm doing this short. He said, well, we'll do one better. Before we feature Spawn, mm-hmm. the, like the original movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. about we show your film to open it up? What? I was like... You're like, I don't know. I need to. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I had to sit down. I had to, you know, get the script and sat down. So I was getting the cast together because yeah. I wanted to tell the story about, you know, this particular spot of Spawn's life. And uh, that's where the, uh, the name Choices came up with, because basically, if you know a little bit about Spawn and Al Simmons, uh, it's about the choices he made leading up to him becoming a hell spawn. Right. And so... Um, the cast I wanted, I wanted it to be short and direct cast. And so basically, I'm like, okay, the cast that stood out. And these are the early days. These are like maybe the first, maybe 40 issues of Spawn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people were familiar when they saw the uh, animated series. And so I was like, okay, I want to I want to have Jason Wynn in it. I want to have Chapel in it. I want to have, definitely want to have Clown in it. And, of course, I got to have Wanda. So I had to sit down, and I started coming up with the concept and started writing. When I cast it, um, I got my boy, Jose Hernandez, Jr. Now, oh, Jose. Uh, yeah. I have seen him in a minute. Well, Jose just appeared on Gotham last week. He just made his debut appearance on Gotham, working as one of the Penguins' head guys and all. And, and he didn't get killed, so I'm hoping they are going to definitely bring him back because... You know, but uh, uh, Jose's done like shows like Oz and, and and all these other like great detective shows and stuff. So Jose came in as my executive producer, and he basically played. He I cast him for Jason Wynn. I was like, okay. And then Roxanne, I called her up because uh, Len kind of like had told me, like Len kind of told me that uh, he was like, well, you know, I got this young lady that she wants to act, and I, I said, well. Well, you know, anybody can come up to me. They want to be in one of my films. So Roxanne, I, I said, you know what? She would be idea to play Wanda Blake. So I called Roxanne. I said, Roxanne, how would you feel about playing one of my, my lead female characters? She was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so then that I, when she was like, Roxanne? I was like, okay. <laughs> and then when she got off the phone, oh, my God, I'm going to play this phone. <laughs> so moving forward, everything was going well with the production. My boy Mario, uh, he owns an FX company called Rebirth MXD. Now, a lot of my costumes, my high-end stuff, like you've seen, like you might have seen anybody that follows me, I have Guyver suits, I have Thanos, I've done Darkseid and all. That's right, because the cosplay triple is, is more than just the cosplay triple. This is one of the heroes of cosplay. If you don't know, now you know. That's right. He, That's right. he, was, he was Thanos in my commercial for Cartoon That's right. Network. That's right. And right. Hosting, hosting Heroes of Cosplay. That's the... And I, and I, I can't announce this other thing because I'm going to be doing something else on TV, but I can't announce oh, it. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, 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 matter yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. Oh, matter of fact, Roxanne was there, too, in the commercial. Yes, That's right. Was. She was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yup. Mm-hmm. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> I made that sound so bad. Why? I'm sorry. Shady. I know, right? So, That's how, oh. so, I mean, but the great thing is, um, like, basically, we, we got this ensemble cast. Mario, who does all the FX, like, as far as the makeup... We sat down for the last seven months designing a new spawn suit. And so I was keeping this close to the chest. I wanted Mario to play clown because Mario, when you see his performance as clown and he's paying homage to John Luzamo's clown and we combined it with the animated, oh my, man, 
people are going to lose their mind when they see him. I'm do sure. His thing. Just, just, just looking at the poster artwork, like he looks legit. This movie, I mean, here and here's the thing that really, really got us. We went to New York Comic Con. We're doing a lot of press for uh, Urban Action uh, Showcase and Expo, and we were able to get. I was able to contact Todd McFarlane and through the right channels and all with HBO and everything. So we got Todd to come out. Todd's been and what I decided to do, unlike other films and fan films I've seen other people do, I wanted to do my own trailers, but. I wanted to do little mini short trailers, little like introducing the characters without giving too much away or anything, but not showing anything from the film. So everything that you've seen, all the trailers that you've seen on YouTube are basically little shorts. You're not going to see any of the stuff from the film because I didn't want anyone to see the film. We decided to go with a noir style film. Think of Sin City, so highlight colors and everything. So we went in a whole different direction. And in doing so, Todd McFarlane's been watching him. He was like, I've been watching it. You guys are doing a good job. So that right there was like... That's dope. You know, I was like... Mm. He was like, what? No, it was like, what? What? Uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. And then John Leguizamo. So we got not only backing from Todd McFarlane, but we got backing from John Leguizamo as well. So then the icing on the cake. Talking to my man, Crisscross, Crisscross, who's done stuff for Milestone, Marvel, DC, Wildstorm, I mean, Dark Horse Comics. I talked to him, I said, look, I need to know, would you be able to do this piece for me? You know, I'll pay you whatever the case may be. And he and I go way back, he was like, oh, I, no problem, I'll do this for you, no, no, no problem. And he got this done within like 72 to, like maybe, like it only took him a couple of days. And I'm gonna tell you right now, we gotten so much pl- like plugs on it, and everybody's like loving the poster. Show, show Facebook Live again. Yeah, yeah, we got to show y'all. This. Yeah, yeah, look at this. Look and, at this. And, then my, and then my girl Angela, like both of them are just killing it. Ooh, that's clean. Ooh, yeah. Okay. These are, these are lit. Those are crisp. You, you, yes. you forgot to mention our boy uh, Brian Gregory is Chapel. Oh yeah, well, we, like I said, we <laughs> Brian. Brian, yo, Brian, Brian, like, I my partner in crime when it I comes can't to together, tell brothers. If if Brian looks like Chapel or if <laughs> Chapel look like Brian, like that's how close of a fit <laughs> that is. And just knowing Brian and how uninhibited he can be, <laughs> like I'm sure that that sounded real censored. <laughs> I, yeah, I had to because oh, because okay. FCC fines. Yeah, right, like right. That. There you go, FCC. <laughs> and if Brian was here right now, he'd be probably putting together a little rhyme. Well, you know, I have to do it because you know we got to get our grind on and on. That's how, that's how Brian knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. Okay, Brian. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying is right. I know you're listening right now. I know you're watching. Be I know listening. you're watching. I know you're watching right now. But like I said, we had a great ensemble cast, Joe Colton. Um, she's playing a mystery character. Oh. And so, like, you know, so basically we have a great ensemble cast. And before I go any further, I want Roxanne to talk about it because I'll let you talk about it a little bit because I won't keep my mouth shut. And I, I want her to get some time in before I go any further. <laughs> before he go ham. Yeah, because I'll, I'll be like this. And anyhow, let me tell you, I was on a little mountaintop and all this oh stuff. My so, gosh. <laughs> little Roxanne came over. So, Roxanne, talk to Talk to the people. <laughs> tell, tell them you explain. Address tell the nation. Right. Okay, I'm addressing the nation. Okay, well, um, I really enjoyed doing the movie. It was wonderful. It was just great. <laughs> I mean, um, first real time actually um, acting and 
you know, I don't, I really don't, I'm really kind of lost for words. But <laughs> were you, were you familiar with Spawn before doing this project? Yes, I was. Okay. I was actually a big fan of it. I think when they first, was it aired on MTV years ago? Yeah, HBO. Oh, HBO. HBO. Okay, it was one of them. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I liked watching it and everything and be part of this was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's something about, you know, the story of, of Al Simmons and, you know, coming to terms with the fact that you're suddenly a hellspawn and all the things that, that, that come with it. You know, if, if you have anything to, to chime into that triple nation, you can call us in the studio live on radio, 215-923-WPPM. That is 215-923-9776. We want to hear about it. You can also tweet us at Black Tribbles, hit us up on the IG at Black Tribbles or on Facebook at Black Tribbles. Tumblr, we won't necessarily read it right now, but we'll get back to you when we get back to you. Um, but yeah, holla at a triple. Holla, 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 Yep, that's how we know y'all drive, because y'all just got here. <laughs> Pretty new. Um, but yeah, like, when you first told me you were doing this project, mm-hmm. Eric, I was like, oh man, I loved me some Spawn. And Spawn was, like, the most action figures I have. Because mm-hmm. McFarlane does great toys. Yes, he does. Like, he you does can't even, if, whether it's whether it's comic book based or sports figures, like, his toys are top notch. Um, so I've got a lot of Spawn based pieces and i keep all my stuff in boxes like it the box might not be in mint condition anymore because a lot of the stuff is so much older but the 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 figures are in mint because they've been in the box this whole time right so i bought a piece that i specifically bought to display because it was really cool right it was like 10th anniversary image comics um you got Spawn standing either in front of this Celtic-looking cross, or he could perch on top of it, and the chains was all loose. And the, I was like, yo, this is lit. I'm going to take this. I'm going to put it up somewhere. It's going to be fly. And I remember searching for an image of it on the internet to show a friend of mine before I took it out the box. And when I couldn't find the image, I was like, wait, did I pick up some accidental rare stuff? They made like a 100 of them because it was the 10th anniversary. Right. So I bought it like it, back when... Um, Oh, Quakerhead was it Quakerhead? The 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 comic book store on, on. Uh, well, Quakerhead was the store I was a manager of. <laughs> yeah, that, it was. That was the anime store. Mm-hmm. We sold action figures in anime. So maybe it wasn't. If it, it so was, it probably was Atomic. No, it wasn't back an when Atomic. It was sh- maybe Showcase. It was. It was, it was before showcase. it was Showcase. Remember, there was two comic book and figure places on South Street. Do you remember? That was that was us. That was Quakerhead. And so it must have been Quakerhead because it definitely yeah. wasn't Atomic City. Because I remember coming out there like, oh wow, I found this. Oh, there's another store. Like so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it must have been Quakerhead where I got it from. And I'm thinking, yo, did I just come up on some like rare series mint print like collectors? I still haven't taken this thing out the box because it's just wow. fantastic. So my my love for Spawn ran deep. Um, but I'll be honest, the movie kind of turned my stomach a little bit. I didn't. You know, it didn't turn my stomach completely because I realized, you know, there were some trappings of the time. Right. You know, right. there was only so much that that some so much that CGI, so much of the technology at well, the time. Well, not only that, but it was rated PG, so yeah. You know, but I, I mean, was, yeah. but, I was, but, yeah. But you know what? The animated series made up for it. Right. That, you know, that was so that, that was a hard R. But, but so speaking was, specifically about the movie, like right. that shroud, not a cape, it's a shroud. Mm-hmm. Was you know the, the, the technology at the time was only going to do that, but so much justice. But I thought that was the one cool th- that thing that I really liked about it was the technology because that was actually for its time very groundbreaking to make like a living 
Trout. Yeah, but it was still okay. Well, it was well, still terrible looking. The other thing is a lot of people don't know when the original movie came out in the theaters, they didn't do as much CGI. But then when they went back and it went to DVD, uh, DVD Blu-ray, mm-hmm. um, they did a director's cut, which was more. They cut. They left in a couple of little cuss words here and there. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the cape was more. They made the, the shroud more open and elaborate. His eyes were glowing more and everything. So they they basically they went back and kind of tweaked it a up, little bit. Tweaked it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So I I didn't get the chance to watch the animated series when it aired on HBO. I watched mm-hmm. it about a year or so after the fact, and. I went out and bought it almost directly afterwards, but it was one of them old school DVDs. That was 97, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was one on one part of it on one side, <laughs> one part of it. So we had to take the John out, flip it over and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So in my brain, I'm thinking, oh, I got two seasons of this John because I have, obviously, it's so much content for one side. I got to flip it over. Well, two, three weeks ago, when we, when you and I first were like, yo, well, let's come in, let's, let's do the show, we'll, put, we'll talk about choices, all that stuff. I was like, I ain't got my Spawn on in a minute. Let me go back and watch something. I found two extra seasons of Spawn on yeah. Amazon. I was like, yeah! Like, I got so freaking hyped, Triple Nation. Let me tell you that I, like, stood up, walked outside, freaked out for a second, came back <laughs> in, <laughs> and then sat down and watched the rest of it. So, um, the... I, and I couldn't figure out if I hadn't seen it before or if it had been that long or, you know, late night when you be going through episodes of things, it all kind of blends together yeah. after a while. You know what I mean? You, Especially when you binge watching. Yeah, like you that. lose yeah, track you of what season. binge watching. You be like, did I see this episode? It says that I saw it, but I don't remember that right, scene. Right, is this, right. What, is this, is this episode is in this season? I thought it was in the next season. I don't yeah. remember. So I was really like, and then it took me a minute to realize that, you know, I had read this the storyline in the books mm. and you know it had made it into the animated series but i freaked the freak out and it got me thinking like yo with all of the things that you know a fan person could nitpick about the story like spawn still holds up when you think about a character that you know while was working for the good guys because al at the end of the day was a soldier you know he right. was following orders he was doing what he was supposed to do but his death toll was so high that heaven was like, nah, bro, you can't come up here with all that. You can't, you, you ain't wipe your shoes off, nothing. You need to, you need to go downstairs. Just go downstairs. They'll process your paperwork. When you're done, maybe, I mean, a couple millennia, we can holler at each other. You can file an appeal or something, but nah, man, you can't come up here. And then Malboja was like, bet, I got you. How about this? Um, You become one of us. And, and Al was like, but I... I love my wife. I want to see my wife. He's like, all right, cool, man. You go see your wife. You just, I mean, when you're done, you got to port for duty and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And then forgot. <laughs> forgot this deal that he made with the devil. Like, nah, F that dude. I'm going to just do what I got to do. He can't find me no way. And next you know, got caught up. Yep. The clown's like, hey. Remember that? Remember that? Nice you out. Nice out. Oh, so, so good. And it just, mm-hmm. I, I'm i so glad that, you know, y- you had access to McFarlane and Leguizamo in this case, and that they were so willing and open to to looking at a, a fan production, but also just to keep it going and, and, and perpetuating it forward, because there's supposed to be a new one, right? Right. He was talking about that. Um, Basically, the way Todd explained it, that Spawn was going to be going through phases. Like, this is not going to be the same Spawn we read in the books. Of course, Spawn has to elevate himself. So, right, right. in the film, in the new film, he's going to be more like a shroud, like a like a 
like entity. Like basically, he's not going to be like what we saw in the like early days. You know, when he was, he said he's going to be more like a um, ethereal, like this this dark. Like anytime something happens, he comes in, whoosh, and it's going to be like that. And mm. it's going to be. They're trying to make it more like a horror thriller. Um, mm. So he's going in a in a, in a direction where. Spawn is not going to be the main thing, but it's going to be everything that's going around him, and everything almost like a little bit like the animation because a lot. If you recall in the animated series, there was a lot of stuff going around. Yeah, and then Spawn was, Al was right there at yeah. the center. You never really everything. saw him in full light. He was no. always in a shadow somewhere, exactly. always in the ducky. Yeah, um, which I appreciated because in that that's that old school horror mm-hmm. storytelling. Like you never show the full creature right thing out the gate. You always let the audience. I think that, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to go. When I was putting the film together, I was like, I I think I want to go in a whole different direction. I don't want to just show a standard colorized film. We see it in the comic books. What stands out more? And and as I'm rating uh, the later books of Spawn, and I'm like, you know, I want to make it dark, but at the same time, you see the costume. Like in the first trailer, when you see the trailer, the guy's running. You don't know what he's running from. He's all. Taking deep breaths. All of a sudden, he's backing away. He's got his gun pointed. He turns. There's Spawn right there. Right. And all you see is this red shroud. And it just, like that. And it instantly draws you in. And where you have to go back and say, I got to watch the trailer again. Mm -hmm. What did I miss? Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to do something where I wanted to basically reunite the fans and remind the fans what the whole reason why Spawn is here. Right. Why Al Simmons and the choices that Al Simmons made and how two crucial moments of his life that basically tore, made him turn to becoming a Hellspawn and making that deal with Malbosia. And like I said, again, I wanted to tell my own story. And as I was telling Todd, this is my uh, way of paying... Uh, now they're on a first-name <laughs> basis. Well, I mean, uh, he, you, know, he, you know... Me and Todd. You know, you had that moment when you had that person's attention, mm. the person that created this character that you're telling one of the stories. And like I told him, I wanted to be able to tell my story in his world and to be able to to explain you know be able to tell a story within the universe of Spawn and one of the stories that you might have seen in a comic book if if you got up and read a comic book you could see that in a comic book and paying at the same time paying respect to the animated series as well as the movie Mm. so to be able to do that and to get acknowledged by Tommy Farland you know it's it's speaks in volumes speaks in volumes so here's Here's my my apprehension about whatever new movie they're trying to put together. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this was something on the back of your mind as you were, you know, writing and then making choices. And you know, mm-hmm. Roxanne, you could chime in on this as well. Mm-hmm. I again, love Spawn. Love it to pieces. But there were some times where the story arcs just kind of dragged and it was just almost issues upon issues of Al just brooding and feeling sorry for himself and it made it real hard cuz when when the action got popping in Spawn, it popped. There was no, oh, this is maybe, are we fighting? No, this is a fight. Like, it's on, it's let, let's go. But there were so many chunks at that time during the story where it was just kind of like, I don't know, I'm sad. My wife, she banging my best friend. She got a baby now. I couldn't give her the baby. I suck. This is terrible. Wah, boo-hoo. No, old man, I'm not going to fight your demon war. Oh, my wife, my baby mama, you know, I don't handle it. Like, I... I, I wonder how much of that you know if you even you know recognize that or felt the same way at all how much of that influenced the writing process in this story for me the writing process 
influenced me in the sense here you had a man who was fighting for his country, which, again, I served also. So here you had a man that was fighting for his country. He wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. And here he gets betrayed by the people that he worked for. And at the same time, you're taken away from the one person that mattered more than anything or a reason why that gave him a purpose to look at life in a whole different aspect. And to be able to get to that point and be able to tell that kind of tale. And for him to make that deal, like you said, he made that deal, but there was a twist. And when he came back and here, your best friend is with her, got a kid and all that stuff, what do you do? And he has to, and, and at the same time, remind you, He's not, he doesn't have his full memory. He can't remember. All he remembers is Wanda. I mean, if you read the books, there's there's a lot more to that relationship and that whole whole situation. And you find out all these other things that that Al did within their marriage that led up to even when they got, even when Terry, uh, Terry Fitzgerald hooked up with Wanda. So. Like I said, again, it influenced me in the sense that, okay, we're going to tell the story about what led up to this. And at the same time, let's show, this is, because where my film takes place, it takes place five years into him coming back, him mastering his power, because we see him, as you see in the poster, he's in the human form. Mm-hmm. So by this time, Al has mastered the power of the Hellspawn. So it's like a couple years now. He's a lot more conscious of who he is. He still hasn't grasped it 100%, but he's he's there. He's there. Right, right. And Clown is in the shadows. Pulling them strings. Oh, my gosh. Just messing with him. Just messing with him every chance he gets. And so, like I said again, when you see the film, you're going to get that. You're going to see that come to life. And this is stuff that... You didn't see you did see in the animated series, but you're going to see it now. Bringing through and stuff that some of the stuff that within the film, the the original film, like you said, I had I had I didn't have a hate for the film, but it was like things I was just like, why, Lord? But at, like you said, at the time, I mean, the the next film that you saw that was like even close to a comic book was Blade, where it was yeah. more rated R, in your face. They didn't yeah. call, care to, and I mean, you know. Where Marvel was first acting like, oh, that's our stepchild. Oh, wait, Blade's doing good. Wait, Marvel. By the yeah. third movie, it was Marvel Studios. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. But with Spawn, it stayed consistent. And the unfortunate thing is, Todd, to me, he wasn't able to tell his full story the way he probably wanted because, you know, Hollywood rules, yeah, restrictions, yeah, yeah. and, oh, we're going to have the little kid in there and all this stuff. We're going to have the little dog running around and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Dog. Yeah. Like, where did that dog even come from? Like who? And they only showed the dog in the anime series like this for for a brief second. Yeah, I don't you know, even remember the, the dog, dog in the anime. The dog series. had like or something spaz. Or spaz, spaz, yeah, spaz, had yeah. mad roles in the in the live action. <laughs> yeah, so you know, the dog was what Cyan should have been. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Cyan right. was that one pure tone of innocence that. The, the adults in the story obviously couldn't, you know, bring to the table because they were all terrible humans. And, and they Wanda made her so they made her so adorable. But, but they made her so adorable in the anime. And you're just like, oh, this sad man. And yeah. I'll be like, oh. I was like, listen to this baby. She's telling you who he is. <laughs> She's telling you. Listen to this child. You know, and I wanted the audience to also feel our, uh, Al's, like, sorrow, his 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 loss because he doesn't have Wanda anymore and Wanda was everything to him mm-hmm. and that was the 
the dynamic I wanted to show, that kind of relationship, that the relationship he had with Wanda and how much of an impact Wanda had on him and making the choices and decisions that he made and stuff. So that was that was major. That was a major thing. Yeah. And that's what I, I, when I was talking to Roxanne, I said, Roxanne, okay, I need you to, when we were doing this one scene, I had to, <laughs> Roxanne, I understand. I was like, I need you to bring it. I need, I need you to bring it. I mean, you know, without revealing anything, <laughs> like tell, tell, tell them the, the little stage you had to go through on that. Oh man, I just had to find my inner pissed off person, and yeah, <laughs> I was just it was it was kind of I know I don't know it was just kind of felt like I had to find that moment where it was like I had to imagine my husband never coming home again, right? And just channeling that this is my last time I want to see you, yeah, you know, and I brought it. Oh, well, at the same time, putting you remember, how but did at you the say, same put time, the put my hands on the. On Lay my hands on you like it's Sunday right. if you don't bring it. Right, right, yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah, Wanda, I always felt, was um, really underappreciated. You know, obviously she wasn't on the same tier as, as Al or Chapel or, or Angela later on in the stories. But, um, you know, here's Wanda, a professional black woman who stayed professional and stayed on her game even though she lost a husband and remarried and had a child and and all that stuff. So if, if people can say whatever they, they want to say about Spawn, you know, the representation in it was so incredibly important. That was the first time I had seen, you know, black people doing real superhero stuff um, because, the, like you said, that was before Blade came out. Right. And about that representation, that for the first time I was just like, Mm-mm, that ain't right. Was watching the live action movie, and Terry was a white guy, and yes, I was just like, yeah, "Wait yeah. a minute, he's supposed to be black." Wasn't Terry white in the comics? No, oh, excuse me, y'all. Excuse me. I would. That's why I, I I was like, "Wait a minute, why is he a white guy? That don't make any sense." Hold up, black rage, and it was just like <laughs> I tore my shirt. It was like, ah, it got all green and big. I was like, I didn't know I had. Gamma radiation, but I was—I got mad. That's probably one of the things that McFarlane was pissed off about. I, was, I turned into like Black Rage Hope. Yeah, it makes sense because like... that because that's again what made Spawn so impactful. You know what I mean? Not only was it this this because it, it was cool seeing like a all not saying it was an all black cast, right, but the, right. the, the main the, characters, the main characters yeah. in, in a sense, the 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 family of the, the the protagonist family was because you see the white versions with like Fantastic Four and right. like technically with X Men because they're all technically a family, but it, it, for the most part, the main cast is white. So it was really cool seeing like this black household, yeah, and then like because growing up, you know, like. Eric, I tell you, we we talked about this before in industry mm-hmm. stuff. Like, there was no representation of black characters being really cool growing up. Like, all your heroes were usually blonde hair, blue eyed. Right. You and know, if they were black. That was their that was their superpower. They was black. they were they were black. They were the muscle or the comic relief. Yeah. And you know, all right, cool. But it was I was like I liked Spawn. I liked the idea of Spawn because it was like a lot of black characters. It was nice, like even mm-hmm. on covers you see and you flipping through the book and you're like, this is a major book. Right. This is like you know an image book. It's one of the three big dogs, you know, and there is brown all over this thing. Yeah. So then when the movie came out, I was like, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't re- if, if people don't remember when Spawn first came out. 
one of the things that they tried to do to, to Al when he came back and he came out of the costume, he ended up turn, he ended up being a white guy. And when he saw his wife for the first time, he was a white guy. And he was like, oh, and he, he nearly passed out. <laughs> he nearly passed out. I said, oh, that's, that's some dirty stuff right there. And eventually, Al, when Al converted back into being a hellspawn, and eventually when he started controlling his power, he was able to really come back to his true, you know, true form, true skin, whatever you want to call right, it. Right, right. But it was, it was, a, it was, I said, oh, that was a nasty twist. They made him come back as a white guy and everything. And he went to go see his wife. He was perfectly in, you know, tips out of shape, but he wasn't, he wasn't out. Right. He wasn't right. out. I felt some type of way because I was like, listen, this is, this is a black character, but you wouldn't know he's black unless you read the book. Right. Because underneath that mask, he had no nose, he had no lips, he had no skin, he had no hair. All the things that would define a black man. <laughs> he was what it what it what was Clowny calling? Crusty, crunchy, toasty? Crispy. Crispy. Yeah. That's what it was. Hey He's, crispy. Yeah. How you doing that, crispy? <laughs> that that pissed me off too. So I'm like, why the black man gotta be crispy though? What's good, clown? Like, why you like this? <laughs> well, I mean, there there was a there was a point. Like this, this is where I have my personal jabs towards Image Comics because like there was a point in the '90s, and we've you've heard me bring this up before, where black men were dying of AIDS in Image Comics like rampantly. Like Chapel yep. died like twice or something like that. Like he got AIDS. Died, came back as a zombie, like, like a zombie chapel, and then, and then caught zombie AIDS. And then, 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 then uh. Shadowhawk. Shadowhawk. Shadowhawk was just like, I'm a hero. And then he, re- you could never tell what he was until they did that episode where he took off the mask because he, his costume was very Wolverine esque, but it was like metallic. It was like mm-hmm. a metal version of Wolverine. It was like silver and black. And then he finally, and every part was covered. Unlike Wolverine, you could see like his arms, you could or his mouth, you could tell it was like, well, he was at least white or something close to it. He was completely covered. And then there was a big episode where he revealed and it was like, dun, 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 black guy. Then it was like, dun, 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 AIDS. I was like, wait a minute. Like, wait. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. And then even the bull, one of the bulls and like Youngblood or one of those other mm-hmm. like image comics, yeah. like there was a thing and it was just like, what are we going to do to black people? Give them AIDS. And it was just like, are you trying to do awareness or are you just trying to wipe us out? Like, what is what is what is yes mm. message both <laughs> hashtag message that's stay cool. woke <laughs> <laughs> hashtag stay woke yeah I um I'm still a small fan I ain't gonna lie. yeah like there's something there's something about it there's something about I think you know I'm sure there's many things about it but, but one of the major things has got to be the fact that these are you know completely fleshed out complex characters who are more than just what their appearance would require you to think them to be or behave or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, if it wasn't for, you know, Keith David doing the voice yes. of oh. of Al, like, I I would... I don't think of Spawn as, as black initially. I think of Spawn mm-hmm. as Spawn. Like, yes, his wife is black. Yes, you know, other people in the story are black. But part of the reason I, I, I had that... I don't want to say cognitive dissonance. Part of the reason why I have to remind myself is because Todd McFarlane is not black. And I felt that really spoke volumes to not only him as a creator to choose these specific characters to build this universe off of. Right. But also how well these characters were received, how well they were fleshed out, and how well people resonate with it. Like that. that, So so when you look at other like comic book 
studios especially, and especially newer ones that you'd be like don't like, sit here and tell me you can't write black characters I'd be like spawn bro spawn a white man wrote a black a black story he even did flashbacks I remember reading in the comics there were certain flashbacks of like telling the stories of like the KKK and all that other stuff and like like there was whole like weird flashback scenes mm-hmm. and I was like huh alright I get it so I you mean, met Todd McFarlane smoke yeah is his and wife black? I never met his wife. Mm-hmm. Never met his wife. And I'm not that sure about that. I mean, like I said, again, we the conversations we had was mainly about Spawn and how much it had an impact on me. You ain't asking if he had a Wanda? No, I didn't ask me he had a Wanda. You should be like, yo, hey, yo. He'd be like, hey, yo. He'd be like, I got three. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's illegal, I got, homie. I got one in every area, code. Yo, I'd be mad. <laughs> then I'd be mad. <laughs> Then I'd be back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But like I said, it, it, you know, I remember he talked about, and I think you might have remember when he talked about the whole Spider-Man thing and they did a, um, it, when he was writing for Spider-Man, when he was doing art for Spider-Man and they were, uh, Spider-Man went to go save someone and uh, they bought the issue of color and he said, it shouldn't matter. I could be a black guy because it was a, it was a, oh, yeah, people yeah, didn't know what yeah, color Spider-Man Todd, was. Yeah. And Todd, Todd was instrumental in putting that out there saying, well, Spider-Man can be black. He can be white. He could be polka dot under that mask you know and that was the one thing he always brings up and one of the reasons one of the reasons why he was leaning towards doing the way he did with spawn like bringing yeah. a character like that and then african-american on top of that and it's a way to in a sense in that industry in that time it's a way to sneak a black guy in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sounds messed up but like that's what you kind of had to do you're like uh yeah he, he's burned you know he got no 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 skin you know he's pink underneath all that. Wears a mask, covers whole. But he's actually black. Shh. Like, you know, like, you know, that's kind of what you had to do. Right, right. Because they weren't going to do that over a Marvel. Mm. 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 Shade. Mm. <laughs> so let me tell y'all how I tried to shame Smokin' to let me see this, this movie before <laughs> it got released. He said, well, it will be released at the Urban Action. I was like, but I can't see the movie. He said, it will be released on November. I was like, but I can't. But... Official selection. I was like triple, triple. It was one, it was one official selection. I said triple. I'm not gonna be able to. See, I can't. You, you just you. But you got on a jump drive somewhere. I know you got it on something. He was like, it will be released in an urban. I was like, ah, <laughs> got spoiled. <laughs> Look, Jason's over here fitting a pirate. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Me and you got history, son. Oh, I know, I know. History. The only, the only other person that I was able to uh, was allowed to give it to was Todd. And take his first tips. I mean, I it, is I was yeah. it is his. It is you his. You can't not write. Uh, uh, right. But, but, but if but, I happen but, to be hanging hey, out with you at your house while well, you're yeah, doing some final edits, yeah, you know, and I, and I yeah, happen yeah, to walk downstairs happen. and yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, what was that? Now, on the now I will say this: triples, the triples do get film credit in the film. Y'all, y'all are in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all do get bad credit. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Listen. Well, we've been we've been having a lot of special moments we've been sharing lately. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like even even being at the old arena together, mm-hmm. that was memories, bro. <laughs> that was memories. Because we like y'all don't know, Triple Nation don't know. Me and this man we went back like twenty plus years now, yes, sir. Like, so you were like two. <laughs> I would like to say yes on that one. <laughs> like, I look so young and fresh. So yes, like, but yeah, no, we we go back talking about Spawn and comics yeah. and all that stuff mm-hmm. back like the early nineties. Early nineties, like this is like this was like the height of the Attitude Era. 
and my wrestling career as a pro wrestler, both for Dangerous Women of Wrestling, NWA Shockwave, and working with like people like Jeff Jarrett uh, with TNA and everything else. So that was. And that's so. how, and that's how he got me into doing <laughs> stuff in wrestling. And then at one time at Wizard World, I was in this scene. The Star, like, yeah, I, the was Star Wars, in, I was yeah. in, I was in, I was, well, one, I was in a story arc of, for wrestling. <laughs> where my ex at the time was going to join the league. Mm-hmm. And so he's wrestling. Because that was back when Wizard actually cared about, like, Shots fired. Shots fired. Bok, bok. <laughs> um, so they had they actually set up the ring and all that mm-hmm. there at at the con and all that stuff and you know he he you like you gripped up Jess and threw her or something like that yeah, and yeah. then like <laughs> and then he's like talks trash to me while she was training to like and I was I was on my way into training and doing all that stuff too so then like. I, I think I ended up talking trash. I, I was dressed like myself, but still like the n- little nerd guy. And he was going to be like, I was about to say, how was that? Any right. That, it was like, was not your clothes. it was Sunday. Like <laughs> it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. And he bullies me. And then like, I end up trying to get into the ring to fight it. Like the wrestle, <laughs> like we go way back mm-hmm. and we've talked about comics and spawn and all that yeah. stuff. And actually, you introduced me to one of those cons, the smaller cons, the Philadelphia Comic Con. Mm-hmm. The smaller ones that used to be at like the Armory and stuff right, like right. that. And because I went there with Kev, rest in peace, um, we went there and I was like, this is awesome, like comics and all that stuff. So that was my first like con before even Wizard World. That right, was my first Wizard con World before World. Wizard World. Yeah. And we were like, all right, this is cool. I was like, maybe I should leave now because I don't know what else to do. I bought a lot of stuff, and I should just leave before I spend too much more money. Right, which is like every con ever. Right. Yep. So I started walking out, and I forgot that I did a raffle. And I'm walking out. Literally, I'm walking out the door, and I decided to look at the raffle ticket while they were calling out, and they called my number. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I turned right around. I was like, right over here. <laughs> and it was the Spawn 3 figure, mm-hmm. which Wizard Magazine voted as the best Spawn figure ever made. And like I won that drawing on like as I'm walking out the door. Wow. I still have it in my office. Wow. Like and, and the arm the arm would uh you raise the right arm and the eyes would light up green. Mm-hmm. And then you press the the skull on his chain because the chains were actually loose. You could actually yeah. like jingle most, the chains. Most of the spawn most of them he tries to keep them loose. They might not be metal all the time. Right. But they but move. They move. And if you press the skull, the shroud was tattered. And it would actually pop up and make yep. wings. What? Yeah, it was dope. Wait, you it, took that joint out the box? Yeah, I was on Brother. <laughs> I wanted to play with it. I didn't care. Brother. <laughs> Why would you take that joint out the box? Yo, because I wasn't about the collecting. I wanted to play with that toy. And, like, I literally had him beat up every toy in the room <laughs> on a daily basis because he came with an axe, a wolf, and an owl. I was like, he got a whole gang. <laughs> He's got a gang of familiars and whatnot. Right. Like, it was just so dope. And I, I still have that to this day. And uh, it was like that, you know, talking about the spawn and, and choices and all that stuff is like, yeah. He's bringing it back. Yeah, bringing yeah. all that stuff back. And like, and like I said again, I mean, you have a, and then the ironic thing is, you know, and it doesn't dawn on you until after the fact. I was like, you know, I appeared with some of that voice actors from Spawn. Keith David, he comes over to me. I'm dressed like P- Predator from the Predator films. 
can I get a picture with you? I'm like, oh. You're looking around like, who? Oh, what, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You smack him like, like, of course. Of all, times I didn't, of all times I didn't wear my small suit, I was like, man. Right. So, and then, um, who else? Uh, the actor that was Terry Mc, uh, Terry Fitzgerald. Um, D.B. Sweeney. No, not D.B. Sweeney. Uh, in the animated series. Oh, the uh, voice, uh, um, somebody Fitzgerald. His last name is actually Fitzgerald. Terry Fitzgerald. But no, in real life... Um, Mike, oh, Mike, he was on, um, he was on uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, head of the Black Motorcycle Gang. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. I forget uh, his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Someone Google it. Black Ball. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Michael, Michael something, but um, got a chance to appear with him. And I'm like, man, I'm like, appear on it. I'm like, oh, if I only had the time. But everything, like I said, with, with doing this film, it was just a matter of just right timing and all. And, and uh and, and Demetrius, it was everything was just falling in the right place. With me doing the film, I was like, well, I'm planning on putting out this film. But then when they were saying it's the 20th anniversary, and here I put it off for like a year, two years, I said it wasn't the right time. I wanted to have the right costume. I want, And I mean, if I'm going to do a Spawn film, I want to do it the way right. how fans. Do it properly. And I mean, with Mario sitting out, I flew out. This is how serious I took the, the this film. I flew all the way out to L.A. just to get a body cast mode made wow. for Spawn. Um, but Mario was like, "Well, you're gonna have to come out to L.A. We're gonna have to because you're you have a large stature." And I was like, "Okay, that's not a problem." I'm like, "This this, this is something I want to invest in." Went out there, wore the suit. I mean, uh, got got fitted. So when he sent the suit here, and I had to do modifications on the suit, I think the first time, oh, you found it, Michael found Beach. It? Michael Beach. That's what it was. Michael Beach. That's right. But I love going to Michael Beach. The sunsets is a thing. <laughs> Sorry, but but he um doing wearing the suit and all. When we filmed, we were filming. Now mind you, the suit is latex, so I'm wearing oh, a latex sweaty. suit. And on top of that, I'm wearing a, a lycra suit on. Sweaty. Okay, we're losing a lot of weight too. Oh. Body water and all that. And we're filming um at the cemetery. And mind you, it was like 87 degrees. Humidity was what? How was the humidity? Because you were there with us that day when we filmed the, the spawn stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like the humidity was too hot. <laughs> it was crazy hot. It was awful. too damn hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I just remember just wearing it, and I mean, I wore it for three hours. Now, to me, when I did New York Comic Con, we were promoting the film, we we're promoting Urban sh- uh, Action Showcase and Expo, and we we're promoting it. And here I'm with Timac. I'm, I'm I'm doing all this stuff. I'm wearing a suit. They're like, okay, we want you walk around. We're gonna do some stuff with Todd and everything. So I'm running around with the suit on. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a suit for six hours now. Oh my god! So I'm wearing the, the latex suit. People don't realize when you wear a latex suit and then you're wearing a lycra suit on top of it, and you're sweating. It's like wearing a scuba suit. It starts pulling you down. So mm-hmm. every time you had to, had to, and I couldn't sit down, couldn't use the bathroom. So it's just like okay. So test wait, of endurance for test of six endurance. hours. You didn't six seven hours. I guess you didn't have to pee. You were sweating out all well, your fluids. Well, not, well, not only that, but it was just a te- to me. It was a test of endurance, and I lost a lot of weight that day. But it was just for the fact because I was so bent on making sure that we put out. We we let the audience know like this is something right. you guys. This is how serious. This is when you want to put together a film that you believe in strongly. You'll do almost anything to let the people know. This is, you know, this is something you believe in. So yeah. to be able yeah. to do that, and then you have the creator there, so you really had to bring your age. Sure, sure, sure. And I remember he, he was coming over to me, hitting me on my chest because he wanted to make sure this thing was, I was like, you know, that's really me. Uh, you see all the muscles and all, but that's me under this. That, that's all me. There ain't no skinny guy under the seat. Right. But 
it was just so much fun because to be able to do it. And then hold up, you let Todd McFarlane punch you in the chest? Well, no. I'd be like, bro, you like, one more time. Not like, <laughs> do it, it, like, do it one more again. <laughs> I'm going to show you, you know, for real what it's going to look like. Oh, no, punch no, no. But he wanted to see if it was like, if like it was muscle. Foam, like yeah, foam yeah, foam. Because I get a lot of that all the time. They're, they don't realize that I'm a big guy under this big muscle suit. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, even when I take it off, I'm still a big guy. But the fact, the fact, <laughs> the fact that I was able to do that, and then my buddy Mike, who was basically I call it Mario's stunt double, because Mario couldn't be here for New York for the for the uh, New York Comic Con, so Mike filled in. Mike's this skinny white guy, puts on the latex. He puts on the latex mask, mind you. It's a latex foam mask, so it's not latex, but it's not. Foam, but it's it's a little bit of both. So when it's you're soft, on, but it's not pliable. But it's it takes up a lot of heat. Yeah. And so he's wearing it. He's got the makeup on. And this was a unique mask made. So you you see the mouth move, the eyes move, and everything else. And you can you get a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a fat body suit under it. Okay. And he's crouched down. So in the first day, he was like trying to get his rhythm. By the second day, he's going to, how you doing, ladies? Ah, he's totally getting the character. Everybody thinking that he's John Linguizamo because everybody heard that, oh, Linguizamo's going to be there. They thought it was him. Nice. And I, had, we were like, oh, no, no. And then the funny thing is. You were like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah. But no, no, because, you know, we knew he was down He's on retainer. But what was so funny was <laughs> Linguizamo comes over to me and he's like, hey, hey, Michael, is that you? Michael, is that you? And I had to lift it on my mask and said, no, but I wish I had Michael's money. Ooh. <laughs> and he started cracking up and all. But it was so much fun. I mean, you know, yeah, celebrities that wanted to get pictures with us. Yeah, that's and, dope. And that was, that was surreal. My girl from American Gods, um, what's uh, what's the, the, the sister that was on American Gods? Oh, the, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got yum, pictures. Yum, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you gotta see. You gotta see the American guy. Oh my god! I'm mad. This was. What is that even? Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. So, so you had to see it. You had to see it. Yeah, I'm scared of it because I love. I was the book, and I don't want it to be be lesser than you know how it is when you read the book first. And they making an adaptation. See, I never read yeah. the book. I just love the series, and from what everyone from what everyone says, they said it's stuck it's sticking close to the book. Is yeah, yeah, because a couple of my friends read the book, so I'm like, okay, I, I can deal with that. I can deal yeah, with American that. American Gods is really but, good. But but having celebrities like that coming over, wanting to get pictures with us, uh, we got a lot of press. IGN did a, like one of the top cosplays of the weekend, and. Um, you know, so basically, you're, I'm getting acknowledged from all different sides, and all we're getting all this press. So we were loving every moment, and you know, and of course, everybody was coming back over to our table. Um, you had uh, artists, actors, all that stuff coming over to the table, just you know, because they wanted to see how you know. Wait, is John Lee was I at your table and all this stuff? So it was. We had a lot of fun. So being you're able, like, to, yeah, he's right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but, but you had to see Mike get in character. He would just come up, how you doing, honey? <laughs> Ooh, I like the, like I like the way the, you wear them jeans. Yeah. Oh, I like those tights. Ooh, I like to get tight with you. So stuff like that. He would say stuff like, off. Yo. He would get he would get mad crazy on it, but he was having a lot of fun. The ladies love. He's like, man, it's the only time I get to cut loose and women don't slap me or anything. I get to be, I get to be. <laughs> so See, he, don't, don't say that on the air because Harvey Weinstein probably get an idea. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get dressed as a, uh, as clown for Halloween. That's crazy. 
Um, yeah, so that's cool that you were able to get all that that type of press and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, only you managed to get wrapped up in the, in these in these in these A list type situations. I need to start hanging out with you more. Is what it is. That's this is being the right time, my place. Yeah, all right. Everywhere you go, bro. Well, you know what? Everywhere, but, 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 everything. But, but, the funny thing is, Mike was pointing out. He's like, "Man, how's it that you point out?" Like I, I bumped into Ronald Hutlin from the Hutlin Brothers, and I'm like, "Oh, there's Ronald Hutlin over there." Hey, how you doing? Like, Get a picture. Get a picture, man. We get a picture and all this stuff. My man was like, "Oh, see how you be seeing all this." Sorry, I'm like, dude. You know, this is how it works. You're listening to WPPM LP, Philadelphia. So, like I said, we did, we just had a lot of fun, you know. And to me, um, you know, it's not just about cosplays. What can you do with that cosplay? We, you know, people are like, oh, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. God bless them. But for me, i rather, if I'm going to utilize my costumes, I have over, right now, I'm counting 400 different costumes. Sheesh! And not even counting the new ones I'm doing for next year. I already got 10 lined up for next year and everything else. We were just talking about it. We were just talking yes. about it. I'm like, we're going to do some team-ups. Oh, yes, we're going to we do some team-ups. <laughs> yeah, I got you planned. I got something from, well, oh, we wait, need no, to no, shoot. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I got something planned I, for you. I need, I need to show you something. See, but you can't uh, say it out loud. But well, I don't show them on the air because people can't see it. Well, the, the, Unless you can show it to Facebook Live. No, don't show it to Facebook Live. No, 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 no. Because then all of a sudden, everybody, everybody wants to do it and all that. But well, in we, the meantime, between mm-hmm. time, can we know where it's from? Mm-hmm. It's from a movie. <laughs> movie that she was in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the. I got the. I got the. Um, I got to meet. Uh, Todd McFarlane once in uh, 2003, because um, I was a guest for a game I developed uh, at Wizard World, and that was back when they had they used to have giant banners mm-hmm. that would point down to your favorite artist. Yep. It'd be a big giant banner like Jim Lee is right here, Tom McFarlane is right here, um, uh, Alex Ross is over here. That's why I accidentally macked on Alex Ross's wife. That was awkward, <laughs> but he was accident. <laughs> Yo. She looked mad young, and I was just like, I thought she was just my age, like, just chilling, and I walked up, and we were setting up. It was before the con even opened, so I was like, oh, little fly honey up here. I was like, hey, what's up, girl? How you doing? And she was like, I'm doing fine. And I started kicking game. I'm trying, you know, slowly moving there. And then Alex Ross walked over and was like, oh, hey, you met my wife. I was like, <laughs> just like, yes, we had a very intellectual conversation. Yeah, yeah, yo, yo, my whole script changed, and I was like, I'm a big fan of yours, sir. And then just like walked away. <laughs> just, just walked away. If you want to join in the conversation, folks, you are more than welcome. Hit us up live in studio two one five nine two three WPPM. That is two one five nine two three nine seven seven six. All right. So we spent a whole chunk of time mm-hmm. talking about Spawn. Spawny, Spawny, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. To the E, to the I, to the H to the O, go Spawny, go Spawny. I'm going to have no one's made any trap music to that. Where's the remix? Come on, John. Yeah! Sorry. But, you know, one of the most appealing things about Spawn, about Al Simmons, about about Chapel and and Overkill and all of the characters in the Spawn universe is that they're complex, like we've said before. They're not strict, you know, Boy Scout, we're doing the right thing, A-OK, partner. And they're not, you know, completely, although they're, they're pretty evil. They're not completely evil. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to explore tonight, with it being so close to Halloween, 
is you know that gray area between between heroism and and villainy. You know, there's there's so many characters. Well, you know, the ironic thing when you brought up the subject uh, some years ago, maybe three years ago, and you guys already know this, but I was made into an official DC comic book character, right? Which is Freight, Freight Train. Train. A lot of people don't know the origin of Freight Train. Basically, there was a, a series called the Invasion, and these aliens came down. Um, and they basically took him for experiments, and um, basically, this is how Freight Train got his powers. In his origin story, he talks about, well, instead of being like Superman and Batman saving the day, instead of saving the day, why don't you pay me for my services? Mm. If I, if you want me to save you, you got to pay me. F you, pay me. Exactly. So, <laughs> basically, and eventually he hooks up with the Outsiders, where they eventually, because he was working for um, a particular... Uh, villain at the time and he was like well he pays me good he wasn't it wasn't that he was good or bad it was just like hey he pays me he was almost like a mercenary but he wasn't he was just a hero for hire villain for hire both just, and both just the muscle for hire right but eventually when he looks up at the outsiders he starts changing a little bit more and he starts getting more like you know less about money more about being heroic and all. So it's interesting that you brought that up because I'm like, yeah, well, my character was like that. Yeah. Nice. But that, you know, that, that proves right. the point. There's a whole chunk of characters that are like that. I mean, you and I were just getting into it before the show. Mm-hmm. Brought up Deadpool and and uh, uh, Punisher and and Deathstroke. Although Deathstroke. Even Harley Quinn is now trying to... Now she them. is. Yeah, we yeah. had a whole discussion about this. You know, oh, oh. <laughs> and the feels, Joker. Feel <laughs> some kind of way about the fact that Harley Quinn is somehow an anti-heroine. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go even further. We can take a Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is even... They, 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 yeah, they're trying team, to walk that fine line. As a know. team, they're now anti-heroes. Like, yeah, it's a thing. As a team... They're anti-heroes, but individually, I, I, I honestly, I miss, I miss the separation. Yeah, I honestly miss the separation of hero, villain, anti-hero. Like I miss that because then you, it was, it was something cool. Like the, and yeah, it's cool that you know anti-heroes are like the cool bad boys, but they're heart of gold, all that kind of stuff. You know, well, when you really think about it, when you're growing up. When we grew up, it was we like always gambit. believed. Well, well, no. When we were growing up, we always believed that the Indians were the bad guys and the Cowboys were the good guys. Mm-hmm. That's, how, you get that's older, how they promote, right? Yeah. And as you get older, you start realizing that it was the other way around. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> and so, like I said, again, it all depends. And they wanted to bring more in comic books. Period. I think they wanted to bring more uh, depth to their characters. So they wanted to have that gray area, like you said, the gray area where they walk that fine line. You have certain heroes like Wolverine. Wolverine didn't. He was kind of like that one that walked that fine line, mm-hmm. uh, like in wrestling. Yes, Steve Austin walked walk that, that fine line. line. Yep. So Rock walked that fine line. You cheered for him, but you at the same time you were booing him. Yeah, right. you know. So it's a, it, like you said. But it's then like it became. It, but the problem is, it became. It was. It it's a, a good trend, but it became everything. Right. And now there's no characters that can just want to be a good person. There's no villains who are just like, yo, I like. Doing bad stuff. I got all these. Well, look at Captain America. Bad. The whole yeah. thing. That whole. Yeah. Fiasco. Oh my goodness. That that's America. ridiculous. Like once they started doing stuff with Captain America, making him look like a bad guy, I was like, all right, I'm done. Batman metal. <laughs> you know. That. All, so I and mean, I, you know, so like I find that interesting. Like you said, it's just one. One could argue that in terms of at least as far as an explanation for for comic book characters, all of a sudden everyone's an antihero. When the comic code was done away with, 
you know, I feel like it gave a lot of those writers more room to bring out edgier components in in people that we saw as heroes. Um, right, but they did that even before then. Like, I mean, it would depend on the company or depend on the comic. And I'm not, and I'm not even talking about the indie scene. I mean, look how many times there was like a, uh, like Speedy was a heroin addict. He was a junkie, you know. And Green Arrow's like my 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 little partner over here. He he got a problem. Hey, Green Lantern, we need to sit down and talk to this bull because he keeps shooting up. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, and, uh, and that, that's like a real, you know. Right, but what I'm saying issue. is, I feel like a lot of the the people in the industry felt pressed to make a more quote unquote realistic reflection of what the actual world is, what the world that these characters would be fighting in. You know, it wasn't the right. 1940s, 1950s Superman, here he comes. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. No, I, I get that. My my problem is is like, is that your everyday? Like is there you're you're initially a hero. So the majority of times you wake up, you're like, I wanna do I wanna do good. You know, I wanna take care of these people. I wanna protect these people. I wanna do this. But now it's like Every moment these characters step on screen or on page or within panel, they have to be edgy to the point where it's no longer cool and edgy anymore. Like when everybody's doing it, like no one's like separated. I agree. I mean, that's why it's one of the reasons why I love Captain Marvel the way I do is because he's a straight up Boy Scout. Like he's a 10 year old in the grown. But they're also looking at they're also looking at comic sales. See for what the it's one thing what the fans like to see. It's another thing like okay, what's going to sell? We make an edgier superhero. We make a we make a superhero that's got issues and problems. And right, all. but that's what I mean. It's a mm-hmm. reflection cool. of what the demographic right. wants instead right. of because think about it. Name besides Captain Marvel, name one hero that we all know that's current that's been around for a long time that has not once or twice gone to the dark side. Well, Flash has been pretty straightforward, but he's always been... Well, I mean, up until when he did the full Flashpoint thing. And, yeah, because yeah, he kind of... He, he messed yeah, up. He, yeah, and he's kind of like dealing with that because he was like, well, I want to save my mom, but that means I'm going to change the whole universe. Does that make me the bad guy? And you come to find... When, when Reverse Flash tells him, it's not me who, who's the villain. You're the villain. Yeah. You're the reason why everything's happened. And so it gets into that. So to me, um, I, I've always said but, to myself. But, but and at I, least I was that was an myself. event, though. See, right. That, but that was an event. See, I'm okay with those. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that situation because that was an event, and then he's back to like being his heroic self. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I Spidey went through the same thing when he got the symbiote. You know, he was he he became a bad guy to a degree. You know, he was he, he wasn't like all cheery, happy. But that, well, that's what I mean. It's like. Name a hero that we don't know about that's been around for a long time that has not gone to the dark side. So it's like right now there's no hero other than maybe Captain Marvel. And even Captain Marvel. No, even nowadays, yeah. even more recently. They've, yeah, but they've, he was you. All the times, that we, classically at least, that we've seen Captain right. Marvel kind of toe that line. Right. It was always because he was being manipulated because he's so powerful. And I'm thinking I'm thinking of the... Uh, the uh, No, the newer one. The newer his, one. His newer one, more, he, yeah. he, he's, he's like a bad kid. Yeah, he is. Oh, oh come on. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. the yeah. whole Batson point. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Billy Batson was that little brother. That, even, no, even he's in, kind of a jerk. Even in the animated movie. Yeah, he was more like a smart, smart, you know... Now... Mm-hmm. When yeah. he turns into like Shazam and all that stuff, he's a hero. Yeah. 
But like Billy himself, he's like a runaway. He he's always like getting like going to you know threatened about getting thrown into juvie. Like he's why this is not my Billy Batson. I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, that's, that's not Billy. my nephew. That's, that's Billy now. That's Billy now. That's not my nephew. He, I'm gonna have to have a conversation with him next time I see him. He was such Billy, a good get over kid. here. Get over get, here get, now. Tight lip. Get you. Get, 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 see, he be the one that get in trouble and be on the news, and then everybody in the neighborhood be like, "He was such a good boy. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. He was so quiet. He he played by himself. He was so nice to everyone. He, he, he used to imagine him eating everybody. Like he used to help me up the steps when I went grocery. Shopping. I mean, maybe he would lick my hand every now and then, but I didn't think anything <laughs> of it. I figured the poor thing was hungry. I would just feed him. I, I feed him, give him a little grit. Give him a sandwich. You know. <laughs> I had some shrimp and grits sometimes. Make sure he, the baby eats. Some, some applesauce. When I found out he ate Mr. Greenwood, I said, hold on a minute. And then ate half his dog. <laughs> he wouldn't even finish the whole dog. He just, that's just mean. That's just mean spirited. Why are you gonna eat half the dog? This is eat like the whole an, dog. An Earth two Billy Batson. Yeah. <laughs> just a ten year old cannibal in the corner. Every time he eats, like Shazam turns into this big buff cannibal. Like you're just like, no, nah, this is. This and is Black bad. Adam has to come back. It's white Adam in this one. He's right. Come back and just be like, hey, get it together. <laughs> and he's he's like his fairy godfather and stuff. William, how many times must I tell you? Get it together, William. I don't like what you're doing over here. I don't want to have to get my belt. Get off the smack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Darkest timeline. Yo, right? Right? Darkest Billy. Oh, that'd be so But, you know, that is is true. Like, I I feel like it's a reflection of what the consumers want, right? It's a reflection of what will sell the books. And for some reason... I mean, there's probably I mean, a we're multitude jaded. of reasons. One, we're a jaded new generation. Why, yeah. why, you know, people don't want to read stories of good, pure-hearted people. Or good, pure-hearted uh, uh, heroes, nonetheless. It's like, you always feel... I mean, I, I've always been more drawn to, to anti-heroes, anyhow. Because um, it's cool, because you see them, their ups and their downs. Like, I, I get that part. But those anti-heroes were very clearly defined. You know what right. I mean? They were doing... They were doing. It's like, uh, uh, oh, geez, what's the character's name from 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 Xena and Hercules? Smoke. We was just talking about him. Bruce character. Bruce Bruce Campbell's character. Uh, uh, he, he was a thief. It wasn't Robin Hood, was he? No, he no, was a he Robin Hood like character, though. He would steal. Oh from yeah, people. yeah. I know who you're talking about. He was he was a thief. Like he was yeah robbing people, but he wasn't killing people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he would oftentimes he would get caught because he like mm. kind of. A, like a case of the conscious, be like, oh, let me go back and help this old woman. Oh, snap, it got me. Yeah. Oh, geez. I want to say Jockster, but that's Ted Raimi's character. Oh, fooey. Oh, it'll come to me later when it's irrelevant. irrelevant. It'll be three o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, aha! <laughs> <laughs> Textbook like this one was. Told you I knew it. He's going to be like, go to bed. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it, just, it just makes me wonder, did you find it? What was the character's name? Did you find it? Autoculus? Autolicus. 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 That's what it was. Wow. I, I wouldn't have gotten that. Uh-huh. Autolicus. Yeah, you are too young for Hercules and Xena. No, yeah. no, I'm not. You don't remember Autolicus? No, I don't remember that character at all. He was the guy who clearly looked like Robin Hood. He, it was yeah, Bruce he was Campbell. totally... I thought it was just Robin Hood. No. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, Robin Hood happened like good... 
thousands of years after Hercules was. I know, but I thought they were just being free with it. You know, <laughs> that, I mean? and that's and that's why. Because I mean, was, it was the nineties. Like the show was trash. Anyhow, yeah, people were just like we just gonna put in dinosaurs or something, just random stuff for no Have reason. Have the camera hand fall to f- this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I love those. that. Was funny. <laughs> it's funny those. though because when you go back and watch those two shows. Well, I always thought Run of them it. as a unit. It's dated. Zena's Hercules so is terrible better. now. Zena's so much better. Xena holds up. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, the pacing is a little dated. Like, that storytelling style mm-hmm. is definitely like, okay, this is <laughs> mid-90s Saturday afternoon. But um, you can still watch Xena now and be like, oh, snap. At least I liked Hercules when he had, what's his name? Eolus. Eolus? Mm-hmm. Cause then he was interested. I did like the mo- the little movies they made at first, mm-hmm. because like Tony Katane was his wife. I, oh, you that. mean the first ones that launched right. the series? Yeah, I like those because then he fought like the Minotaur and all that stuff. I thought that was dope. Then the series happened. And I was like, eh. I, I watched it all. Then it got better. Then it got weird. It got real weird. Yeah, weird. They ran out of ideas. It was like, yeah, ham sandwiches. Everybody gets ham sandwiches. Because Xena got good. And it got got good on its own tip. And the Hercules camp was like, oh, maybe we should do what they're doing. And knowing that it didn't translate the same way. Like, you can't take a story about warrior womanhood and put it into Hercules when you already jump in the whole shark with everything this series is about. Like, oh, young Hercules was cheesy decent yeah remember all that stuff remember remember berries um uh, remember um i'm sorry i was watching a lot of south park lately um (laughs) wait then those shows yeah they crossed at some point night rider remember that post-apocalyptic night rider show garbage it came out with the same time as like it would be like hercules xena and then night rider would happen i remember i remember hercules was it 2049 or something yeah Yeah. something like that it was like it was was hercules and then xena and then uh highlander raven oh and then earth final conflict i did like that which was not the first year first season i was not feeling not bad the second season (laughs) unlike andromeda the other uh, gene roddenberry show where the first season was like, <laughs> but the second two, the then it started, yeah. it started moving. Mm-hmm. But what made it weird is that I was watching that, was watching Andromeda for Keith Hamilton Cobb. <laughs> but when his character well, got killed surprised. off, hush, <laughs> hush, Billy, hush. Um, I like the ship captain crew format. It's one of my favorite things. And, you know, Keith Hamilton Cobb was in it. But when his character got killed off, the show was terrible. I was like, yo, I had no idea he was holding the show together like then that. Then she went over to Stargate Atlantis. No, I didn't watch Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> I didn't. I could never got into Stargate. I liked the movie. Right. But I, I couldn't. I felt like the, I felt like the movie and the show were just so far apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then I used to giggle every time I saw who I would like to call Black Piccolo. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God. I know what that means. Christopher Judge. Yeah. Um, yes. He's got the best lashes in show business. I don't give a heck with nobody. You, know, you, did, you forgot he was in House Party. House Party 3, matter of fact. There was a House Party 3? There was House Party 3. What? And he played he played, he played as kids and uh, arch nemesis. He wanted to get with Gina and all that stuff. That was crazy. Christopher Judge. There was a House Party 3. House Party 3. Pajama Jamma Jam. Oh, yeah, there was a House right. Party 3. I don't know what you're going to do. 
<laughs> that was not. You know the soundtrack <laughs> yeah, too. Oh, had the soundtrack. Listen to it backwards and forwards. Wow, I didn't even know there was a third house. Yeah, party. yeah. that was. It was a lot of comedians in there. Wasn't well, funny though. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm not even trying to throw shade. Just throwing facts. <laughs> but you know, what? getting getting back to what the original. Uh, point was, I think a lot of the the reasons why the the antihero format is so popular is because of Batman. You know, Batman is the quintessential antihero, and yeah, and Wolverine. Yeah, but Batman, I I don't mean necessarily just in the comics though. Like right. in terms of you know mainstream exposure to these characters, like not that 1989 Batman oh, that and, and Batman Returns, like that put a whole new stylized version of the character right. on the map and people were like, oh, well, here, Batman's dope. What do I need Superman for? Um, in, in spite of the fact that Superman had four movies by that point. Um, so I feel like the popularity of such a dark, complex, brooding character like Bat-Bruce um, would, would, would effectively turn the demographics, or at least the consuming demographics, interests to another direction. Well, that's why they had the whole relationship between him and Superman. When he went, when Batman went dark or more brooding, it was like Superman was like, hey, I'm still here to save the day. Whatever, man. Yeah. I don't care. And it was like for a long time, and it was that, that dynamic that made it interesting between Bruce and between Clark. And so you knew the difference, you know. And then they started using Jim Lee, especially when he was using... It was a there's an art piece where you see Superman in the light of day and you have Batman in the dark of night mm-hmm. and basically they were showing you the the two sides of the hero, you know the one that oh I believe in truth and justice, and Batman was I just want to kick I'll, their butts I'll break your face I don't care I'm Batman break your face you know break your you whole know, face you know Batman is the bomb I, I do love Batman to death but to me Wolverine also was another character like again for me growing up. Watching Wolverine be this anti-hero who could hear this little guy going up against Incredible Hulk, of all people, and the Wendigo at the same time. You knew he was, and then the fact that, you know, they're here, you're introducing to him an X-Men. He had a, he was the bad boy of the X-Men and everything else. So, and here he ended up becoming a character that everyone started liking and like, hey, we like this guy. You know, when they showed the Spider-Man in his Amazing Friends cartoon, he's coming out with an Australian accent. Hey, I'm Wolverine. What's I going on? That one. And I'm like, he's and now brown then. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he's Canadian. You know, so they couldn't. I don't think they could have made up his mind. He's going to be Australian. And then they, oh, we're going to go with Canadian. Canadian, go with that. Easier accent. You know, go with that Alpha one. Flight. We'll do some stuff with Alpha Flight. You know. <laughs> but seriously, um, I think one of the most impact comics in X Men history when Wolverine really showed his true colors when they went up against the Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. And they get the chance to show Wolverine in his full onslaught. He's cutting some of the members up, and he's slicing them, and everything. The panels were red, and everything. You're just sitting there like, and all the X Men got taken out, and he was the last one. And he's in the sewer hole, and you see him. And everybody, different artists have used the same art panel. Him coming out with the claws, and him, and they're saying Wolverine gets gets revenge and all. And you're just sitting there like. Right. And so from that point on, everybody started loving Wolverine at that point. And so, that's so, where, you know. Yeah, and it speaks to it speaks to the public's fascination with the grotesque, you know, and, and horror in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, horror is definitely a genre that is rich and vibrant enough that you can 
never cram all of any horror or anything into the month of October. Even if you wanted to be like, yo, let me get my Halloween on. We watching anything. It'll be like December 28th before you get a chance to finish up. You know what I mean? Um, so there, there's something about what people, perhaps not an individual, right? What, what, what is it that line in Men in Black? A person is smart. People are dumb, right? So there's something about... Yeah. And uh, this collective, this this group mind, and it, it goes all the way back. You know, the Romans made a big deal out of the Colosseum and seen people get killed and stuff. Like it's something about us wanting to see that sort of thing that that you know manifests in in art forms and in character depictions, and that's that's fine. But what it, what makes it alarming is when you know you get that one dude that's just like I am the bat, and you know does something terrible to a group of people you know what i mean because he's got this delusion that you know violence is okay or you know whatever the case may be and i'm just like you're right jason like it was a whole trend of of is is art mimicking life or is life mimicking art at this point um it's just really it's really something to think about something to think about Whew. I didn't mean to get deep like that, guys. Sorry. That was deep. <laughs> more deeper than that. It was deeper than the deepest of deepest. The deep. Deepest of the depth of deep. Deepest deeps. I'm trying to look up this Night Rider. All of these Night Riders. <laughs> <laughs> and and I forgot Rider, how many how there were. There were so many remakes of Night Rider. Yeah. Night Rider 2000. That was. Mm, I read, and I'm like hotness. looking at. I'm like, oh, that was bad. I remember that. Then Knight Rider 2010. That was the one. That was the team. series. Was that the one when they had the team of? No, there's oh. Team Knight Rider, which is a whole nother one where it was like five people. And they, it was, oh, my goodness. They came up with some bad Knight Riders. Then in 2008, NBC tried to re- rebuild Knight Rider, and it was his son. Right, and it, and was David ha- it wasn't bad. It, was, yeah, it, was it wasn't bad. And David Hasselhoff actually reprised the role as Michael Knight, but it was like they actually recruited his son, and then he showed up mm-hmm. and was just like, "Hey, son, how you doing?" I was as like, bad as James Bond Junior. <sighs> remember that? I remember that cartoon, <sighs> which he really wasn't a the junior. The theme song was dope. Oh, lit! But the show, the show was garbage. Hotness. Hot, buttered, flaky. Yeah, that was his mess. nephew. It was yeah. His- it's so Uncle James. Uncle James. James. Now he's there to remain. James. Bo- You're like, Junior. Everybody, everybody was like, <laughs> everybody, everybody was like, wait, what? That don't make. Hi, <laughs> Junior. And, but that's his uncle. Wait a minute. <laughs> this in the South. <laughs> I thought they was British. All right. What are they doing down here? What? Like, it I'm was confused. Oh, man. Oof. Yo, I'm sitting here really like racking my, like thinking about all of those Saturday afternoon shows that we just ran through. Yo, but there were so many. There's so th- many. Nightman. Ugh. There was. You remember Nightman? Yeah. Remember. Was, there, I'm thinking Darkman. My bad. I'm thinking Darkman. Oh, no. no. Arnold Boss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was. There was. There was Manimal. There was Mantis. We had Beastmaster. Man- oh, man. Yeah, Beastmaster. Mantis. I, I like Mantis, nice. though. I like Mantis. Columbi. Oh, yes. Yo, right? AKA. Jones Tribute. Jo- yeah. That's right. That's right. He goes by. He calls himself Jones. He was just on Supergirl the other night playing as John Jones's dad. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. I was like this. Thank you. So good. That was dope. It was yeah. dope. A dope, dope episode. Loved it. It is kind of wow. cool to see, to be in nerddom long enough to see your, your old favorites re- either reprise roles 
or fill in for roles that they ought to have been. You know what I mean? Like, see, ha- hearing Lucy Lawless, for example, do Wonder Woman's voice in New Fifty or in a uh, New Frontier, Frontier yeah. I was like, "This is everything. I could die tomorrow." No, or having, for me, for or having me, John was he coming back and, as and, Jay Garrick? Was yeah, that was it for me? I was like, "The Flash is back. The real Flash is back." Mm-hmm. But for me, it was. Um, Having my boy Larry Kenny, yeah, come back as Claudius, the father of Lionel, yeah, even yeah, though he yeah. played the original Lionel in yes. the '80s Thundercats. That was like, I was like, ah, winning. Hear his voice and seeing him with his mane, and I was just like, I'm, 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 Yo, I'm, I'm be good right I now. I still go back and listen to that episode of Black Triple Squared. Yo, right? I still <laughs> listen to that episode. Yo, for those of you who don't know. Uh, back when we were on WURD, we got the Jason managed to hook us up with an interview with Larry Kenny, aka the voice of Lionel, and we he's, all he's just homie, we just like... bugged out for like the whole hour we were on. Cause we was just, you like if there if you could have seen how we were just the, such nerds. Because here's the thing, I, I've caught up with him online. You know what I mean? Like cause me and yeah. him were friends online, Same here. and I you know I've met him in person a couple times, and like even. He even did dope stuff for me. Like he he signed my my. I have this nineteen inch like Lion-O figure that's like classic Lion-O, super detailed. He was like, "Yo, bring it by. I'm gonna be in Philly for like I think it was like RetroCon. Retro yeah. I was like, "All right, bet." Went by there. He signed that. He signed all my Silverhawk stuff. He was just like, "Bang, bang, bang!" Just signing all this stuff left and right. I was like, "Yup." I was like, "Yo, you want to be on my show?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Bet." And then that was it. That was literally our conversation because we all we always like just chat. We we would like talk it up all the time, and it was just I forgot. I like talking to him online is different from talking to him yeah. like in person. And he is a character when he got on the show. No, it was great. He was we, we cracking me up. We went through. We went down the line and introduced ourselves, and I introduced myself. He was like, "Oh, a coil." I was like, <laughs> and then he then he started he started putting on the voice for you. Yo, I he was like, hey, how you doing? Listen, I definitely in audacity clipped and edited the part where he said my name and just it's all my, my computer just Kennedy. just 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 there. Whenever I feel sad about my life, be like, hold up, lying don't know my name. Do <laughs> say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. That's, there you go. Now I can go about my life. <laughs> And it, it, it's it's funny, like the more more like like all of us being in the industry, meeting like people yeah. that we grew up listening to as voice actors from this, or seeing them act in this, and like working with them or doing something with them, and I'm just like, I can't believe I'm like look, chilling with these. Look, cats I'm, I'm gonna tell you yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. When I was doing Mumbra last year, or was it no no it was this year, doing Mumbra on the Westworld floor. And you got Steve Bloom coming over to me. Wait, I gotta, I gotta do some video with you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally getting the character, losing my mind. At the same time, I'm like, holy Spike, it's, it's, it's Spike, it's Wolverine, it's, it's all that. And then, like you said, it's people that either we came up with or we grew up watching and all. You know, being friends with Phil Lamar and being yeah. able to talk with him, you know, about Samurai. And everything else, and just talking about any old thing, it is surreal when you're when you're like you said. Here, these are people or individuals we grew up on. Watch, but I'm gonna tell you the ultimate, the ultimate 
being a Star Trek fan that I am, you know, and you know I got my series and yeah. getting Stan Lee on, which was unheard of, getting yep. Stan to appear on my series, to be in a room with all five captains in the green room, and you keeping your cool, and at the same time, you're like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like know. A, I, at one point, I'd have been like, excuse me. I'm going to go throw up in this corner. <laughs> <laughs> got Scott Bakula walking by. Hey, how's it going today? Oh, I'm doing good. And I'm like, oh, my. You're I'm like, busy, what I'm busy conversating with, with my boy, uh, Avery Brooks. Oh, yeah, Avery. And me and Avery busy talking. And you got you got Patrick Stewart. Oh, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? And all this stuff. And his British accent and all. And William Shatner sitting, looking at his phone and all this stuff. It's, it is in Kate Mulgrew. And I'm sitting there just like, and you know, I, you got, I just you got went Pinkie around Pie. and touched each one of them. You got Pinkie Pie Tribble I'm, next to me, and she's just yeah. I was just I'm thinking, just like, like, I would want to just run by and just run by and just just rub my butt on each of them. Just, <laughs> not not a not a not a twice rub, just a just a run by butting. Just bah, 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 bah. I'm glad you're cool. And, and then she'd be like, <laughs> "Now you all have my scent." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You See, have. I would do that like a cat. Just rub, just, just rub my face on on a couple of them. Just like now, now you're mine. <laughs> like you carrying my scent. Like that's how I own you. Like that's that's it now. Come on, Patrick Stewart. Let's roll out. <laughs> Yo, when we were at Wizard World and all five captains were there, it was like yeah. one of the first times they were all in the same room. Because mm-hmm. um, the four of them had appeared, but they could never get Bacula to like be in the same room with all of them. It was scheduling stuff, so they were all there. And they'd open the floor up for questions, and me and Len lost our minds when Avery Brooks came in. We were like, "Sis, go, sis, go, sis, go!" Right? And anyway, they they opened the floor up for for questions, and this one girl was like, "Hey, it's my birthday." It was my birthday too, so I was like, oh, "Hey, me too." And she was like, "Um, everybody downstairs wants a hug with Chris Hemsworth, and I just want a hug with my favorite captain, Captain Picard." And the panelist lady was like, "I didn't really think that's gonna happen." And and Patrick Stewart was like, "Well, wait, why why not? I want a hug." Shatner was like, give the girl a hug. And he hops off the stage. And I was like, oh, God, old man. Nope, wait, still got it. And he full on, like, hugs this girl. Like, not like, oh, hey, geez. He, like, hugged this girl like this was his niece or something. And I want to be like, it's my birthday, too! (laughs) (laughs) And to this day, regret the fact that I didn't do that. That would have been the crazy black lady at that point. They would have been like, whoa, okay. Too many Negroes. Let's shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. You don't want to catch it. Yeah. No, like, doing all that stuff is, is dope. Like, seeing, the, like, the voices and all that stuff. Yeah. And, like, like... The best is when they follow you on social media, like you were saying, and they mm-hmm. respond to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. me and Joe Gat, Joey Guns... Lando yeah, yeah, Stumble, yeah. I talk to him uh, all We the talk time. all the... T- oh, not all the time, but enough. You yeah, know, I, I definitely geeked when I was like, yo... Season three, I saw you because we watched me and me and Danae Scully Trouble. We watched uh, Z Nation. Mm-hmm. I was like, I see you, and I sent him a picture. Yeah. I screen capped it, and he was like, "That's what's up." Well, I was like, ah! "Yeah." <laughs> My favorite is when there's this dude that follows me. Who li- he lives in, um, oh, somewhere in Central America. I can't recall. Crap. Anyway, it's cool because he's a beekeeper. Like, who knew? Um, yo, it's yeah. it's dope. Oh. He, yeah, it's really random, but it's dope at the same time. His whole feed is bees. Anyhow, when if if Joe will respond to something that I've posted or, or whatever, this particular dude geeks directly the freak out. He's like, I don't believe he responded to you! This is incredible! How do you even know it? I'm like, dude, fall, first of all, fall back. You just, it's 
just Joey. Calm down. It's just Joey Guns, all right? Calm down. Calm down. He's like, no, this is Joey. I'm like, first of all, you're on my page. Do you get this hype from me, bro? Like, this is my I'm talking to Kennedy. Oh, my God. Like, the trailer Yo, Yo that, that's the thing, though, for us. Remember, we went out to the one time we went out to the screener, and we went out. Uh, it was just the two of us. Uh, it was you know, me, Spider Triple, and then Storm Triple. We went out. We screened some movie. I don't even remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. But a dude behind us was like, "Yo, that sounds like Storm Triple. Oh my gosh!" <laughs> and then just started geeking on you. It was just like, "Yeah, I love your voice. Yeah, I listen to the show." And brother, 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 brother. I was like, "You're like that's what's up." Uh, and we're still such nerds. We're like, "Oh." I didn't realize that that was the beginning of realizing that like stuff is we doing some dope stuff out here. Popping, yo! Even when I comment to people online, I was like, I I said somebody I'm I'm friends with or I follow or whatever on Facebook. I was like, hey, like they said something. I was like, that's what's up. Congratulations! I think they like passed the test or something. I was like, congratulations. Then next thing you know, I saw a comment pop up there, like. Jason Richardson commented on your page? And I was like, is it that serious? And I was like, oh, maybe I'm getting there. All right. Step one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, that's one thing I wanna, I'm going to ask both of you because, you know, we all, you and I came up together through the ranks. So how does it feel to be on the receiving end? Because we were the fans. Right. I tell this to all the fans that they come in. They, they Oh, my God, I got to get in. And I'm like, dude, I. You know, I'm like, I'll give you the print for free. Oh, for, oh, oh. And I'm like, dude, I used to be you. I was on the yeah. other end. Right. So how does it feel for you, for you guys, to experience that now? Because now we're getting... We're getting the, we're, we're, of, people yeah, are we're geeking out. Like, like, my, 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 like my PA now, before that, she was a fan who met me on the street and <laughs> couldn't believe that I was, like, walking down the street. And it just started crying. Like when she met me, I was just like, "What? What's happening?" Like I never had anyone cry in front of me before. And she was, and I, I was like, "I, I need to record this. One, it's cool. Two, just in case something go down, I got witnesses." Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody believes me unless there's a picture. Right, right, right. So I was like, I picked her up. Like she, she curled up, like into Aww. a ball, and she was like, and it, like she was like, she's like. Are you really Jay? Well, like yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like walking down South Street, like a little, 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 little turn. You know, and I was just like a little turn, yeah. or, or a whole lot Maybe. of turn. Yeah, you know, yes. all the way up. Not all the way up. I'm working my way up. Working my work. way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I was like, I, I saw her. It was like her, her brother, and like a couple other people that were there were fans, and they were just like, hey, oh my gosh. He was like, yeah, that's him. I heard that because it was like only us on the street. And she was like, are you really? I was like, yeah. And she was just like, uh, and it just started weeping. And I was just like, we out in the streets. I'm a black man. You need to get up. Right, right. <laughs> Stop it. I'm going to get arrested. Right. So I, was like, so I picked her up and she was still crying. I was like, you want to do a video with me real quick? And I was like, and I did the video. I posted it online and all that stuff. It was like, she even said, she was like, you're my hero. In the video, I was like, go back to tears. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, people look at us like that. Like, even at Star Trek, at the Star Trek convention. Yeah. That, that, girl, that girl got that girl got emotional. It was really... It was she really... was just like, Kennedy, 
here's my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was straight like, up just started weeping. Yeah, like, man. Like, <laughs> I've told the story here a couple times. I don't know if I've told you, Smoker or, or Roxanne, like, this, I did, I did this panel. Um, this panel, like it's not awesome. Star Trek into the panel. Star, yeah, right. Star Trek into blackness, and it is an exploration into blackness in Star Trek and all the complexities therein. And afterwards, this woman comes up to me, and she looked like distraught. You know, she looked uneasy. And I, you know, there's it's me and Isaiah wasn't there with us, and neither was Randy, but it was mostly dudes around us at the time. And she looked really like. I'm uncomfortable. So I pulled her aside. I was like, what's wrong? Like, what happened? Who's like, what? Don't make me get in a fight up here. Like, I don't have anybody. She was like, no, I just, you know, and tells me this heartbreaking story about growing up in a biracial household and how everything was about color in that house. And Star Trek was her refuge from that and how people were accepted as face value and treated as who they were and not because of what they looked like. And she was like, I just saw your thing. And I just, and she just starts bawling. And I was like, ah! hug it out hug it out hug it out it's okay it's all right it's good and then as we walked away we all left at that point i was like yo did that just happen like and then i got caught up because you never think about the the impact that you leave with people you know what i mean it literally was just us geeking out on a radio in in germantown just chilling and and now all of a sudden people like are emotional and when we when we chill out for for at panels and stuff and afterwards people come up to ask us questions we get the people that are like I want to ask you a question and then you have the people that hang back and they get that I don't know I don't know should I mm, can they mm, but they're right there they can see me <laughs> right you like know? like even when we were at Blurcon like that was, that was crazy like I was like all right cool we're gonna have some people come up and me. I thought people were just going to come up and, like, buy a couple of books and, like, oh, you guys are all right. I see what y'all trying to do. I couldn't leave the table because, like, people were coming up like, you're spider Tribble. Like, I want your autograph. I want to buy your books. I want your shirts. Like, all that stuff. I was like, all right, cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's tremendous. We got a caller live on Black Tribbles. Who's this? This is DJ Affirmation. Hey, DJ Exclamation. What's good? Uh, what's happening? Uh, I just wanted to call in because I didn't tell you guys earlier to Lynn Webb and the, the entire Black Tribbles Ensemble, congratulations on your Cami Award. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank uh, you. you guys are outstanding and uh, we love you. Thank oh, you. Man. Thank, man. thank you. Thank you. That's, Keep up the good work. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Guys. Okay. Appreciate All right. you. You have a great one. You too. Right, We're going to go cry in the corner. Okay. Thank you so All much. Right. <laughs> we do it, Mom. That's beautiful. For those of you who, who you know, been living under a rock, uh, your very own Black Tribbles uh, won another award. Another, another and, one. And, and another one. Another, another one. one. And another, another one. Another one. Uh, we won the Collaboration Award for Collaborative yeah. Excellence at the first annual Cammies. Brought to you by the good folks at Philly Cam. It was a big hoop de doo at Taller Puerto Riqueño this past week. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, I was a- unable to be there, uh, and as was the Super Triple. But I watched the live feed. You know, shout out to Super Saiyan Triple for being there and holding it down for those of us at home and at sea. Because um, I was feeling some kind of way, I couldn't witness that. But when I caught, when I caught that feed, I said, "Yeah, yeah." I was <laughs> Yo, like, you yeah. want to hear something that's yeah. real weird? I didn't know we were nominated. <laughs> Bro, have you listened to our show? Yo, listen, listen. Let me let me explain. I thought Len was nominated for a producer spot. 
I thought that's what the nomination was. Was uh, like a producer award, like best producer or blah 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 blah. So I went there like, yo, I'm gonna go there and support him. Let no, no, he he went. I'm wilding out. I might <laughs> I might burn this building down. I don't know what's gonna happen. No, they just yeah. built that building. All right, so I just might break one window. No, like, it's <laughs> like that is a brand new book. building. All right, I'm gonna knock over the recycles. There you go. All the recyclable trash cans. I'm gonna just wild out, and then like. Ten minutes in, I look on the pan- on the on the like program, and I was like, "Wait," because I even a- I even asked Super Saiyan. Yeah. I was like, "Wait, are we nominated or is it Les nominated?" And, and like, then you were like, uh, I, "I think it's us. I think, but it could just be Len." Right. Because that yeah. makes sense. It would yeah. make sense that Len was nominated for some producer stuff because that's what Len's good at. You know right. what I mean? And then Len's killing it. So like I was just like, "All right, cool." And then next, you know, ten minutes in, I look at the thing, and I was like. Collaboration Award, Black Tribbles. I was like, oh, wait. And I looked at Len, who was behind me. I was like, this is all of us? And he was like, yeah. And then, then like, right after that, it was like, for the collaboration nominees. I was like, wait a minute. Let me get my phone out and get this start recording. Because this might be something dope. And then it was like, the winners are Black Tribbles. I was like, what? And then I was like, I showed up on accident and still got an award. Yo, come at me, bro. Like, we win in awards by accident. Yo, not by accident. That was on purpose. That we was put totally it, on We put it work. So we can now say that we are not only an award-winning podcast. Well, we're multi-award winning. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. But we are also an award-winning radio show. Yes. Yes. Triple's out here killing it. Yep. Triple's out and here killing it. One of the only radio shows I think that won that night. Everything else was like TV yeah. that won. Yeah, everything was oh. TV. Radio hey, we out here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got they got a um the the ambassador award. Yes. That's right. Cool. Cool. One of two, one of two cuz that's how WPPM do it though. That's how we do. That's how people power media. I I make eye contact with my cat <laughs> when they go to the bathroom. I think that's everybody's cat. They be looking at you like, wait for it. Oh, no, I give it back to them. I give it back to them now. That's like I go on, yo, every time I hear them like moving around the litter, I dart out into the hallway and I just stare and make eye contact with them. And then the older one, he feels some type of way, so he stops. He turns his back and <laughs> faces the wall. And then the whole time I start talking to him like, I'm still here, dog. I'm still over your shoulder. Is it a one or a two? Like, I just started having conversation with him. And he's just like, uh, why is he doing this to me? Now, he doesn't bother me when I go into the bathroom. See, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Little one, he's still something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> still, he jumped in my lap. I was up there. I was up there pinching and loafing. He jumped in my lap. I was like, "Dog, this is not the time for that. I gotta concentrate." Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> now, I, now, now I know how Len feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, when sorry, when is Choices available to the public? Okay, Choices is going to be debuting at the Urban Action and Showcase and Expo. November 11th, um, they're doing a special Spawn event. Michael Jaw uh, Michael Jaw White will be there. Uh, special message from Todd McFarlane himself. And there's going to be a lot of special stuff going on, grab bags and all. We're having the Spawn costume contest I will be hosting on. Um, all that's going to be, and including showing the film for Spawn and 
the debut of Choices on November 11th. And then the following week on the November 17th, we go nationwide. And it will be seen. Uh, for the people that want to see all the trailers, go what, to... I say, where can they have... What's more information? Where can they find out more information? For, for more information for Urban Action, just go to www.urbanactionshowcase.com. Um, this way you can find out how to, you know where to get the tickets at and everything. They got all these other special events going on, the Five Deadly Venoms, uh, uh, Kung Fu Theater. Uh, they're going to have so many great guests there and all. It's going to be major. It's taking place in New York City in Times Square, at the AMC Ooh. Theater. Yes, HBO Cinemax. That's right. Ooh. That's right. That's right. So you never know who's going to show up. You need a plus one. Uh, well, oh, I, got plus like a, I got a press Entourage. You, you know somebody plus who needs a plus one. <laughs> I know that person that knows that person that knows that person that knows that person. Um, but I for, be a book bag, dog. <laughs> well, you're small enough. You yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrap around you. Like, hold like, on, hold I'm on. I'm just, just gonna be the spider bag. triple. This is this book is bag. this is a, a limited edition spider <laughs> triple book bag. <laughs> but I mean, for those people that want to see the trailers, there's right now. Four to five trailers out right now. We have the four trailers introducing the cast, including the exclusive New York Comic Con trailer that was shown at New York Comic Con. Just go to my YouTube page, The Smoke 007. That's The Smoke in big capital letters, 007. The Smoke 007 on my YouTube channel. You might be able to find some other cool fan projects on the smoke uh, yeah. uh, 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 YouTube uh, uh, page. One of them might may not be a, a Judge Dredd fan feature yeah, right. that, that some triple might be a part of in the past and, and will be in the future with another triple that's here right now. She's whipping <laughs> all types of booty on, on that and licking helmets and stuff like that. So. Yep. <laughs> Wait, what kind of movie? Oh. <laughs> what? what? Is this an art film? Is this like a college <laughs> art film? <laughs> some people it is. To some people, it is. <laughs> was there a couch? Like, no. Oh, God. No, there wasn't no, a there couch. There was a long table, though. No, a giggity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roxanne. Yes. Talk to Triple Nation, because you've been real quiet over there. <laughs> talk to him. You hear? Hey. You hear? Hi, Triple Nation. <laughs> Do you have any, any projects coming up? Um, so I know you, you're Foxy Roxy cosplay. Well, yes, I'll be doing doing a collab with Eric, and we're going to be doing. Should I talk about it now or no? No, don't no, talk okay, about it. We never reveal. It. We never reveal cosplays okay. online, um, man. And then all of a sudden, you see all these other cosplayers doing the same thing. I'm like, huh, <laughs> what? But you can talk about the the also the other projects that you got coming up. Um, and, and, and also that you'll be appearing. Where are you okay, be appearing? well, I'll be appearing at um, also an AMC at um, the Urban. I'm sorry, I'm like so all over the place right now. Urban Action. Oh, thank you. Showcase Urban Action. And Expo. Yes. Now, and normally Demetrius gets on me about it, so the owner gets on me about. No, it's not the Urban. And yeah, because I was I was getting tongue twisted. <laughs> I'm like, it's the Urban. This urban is action, not right. Urban Action Showcase <laughs> and Expo. Urban Action Showcase and Expo. Because it's a long, and he was like, make sure you say that right. So I said it right. I said it right five times already. I said it right five times. But uh, we are going to be both appearing at the Underground Comic Con in Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, yeah. Next Friday. Next Friday. And we will be signing, uh, we will be doing a short panel um, on Choices, as well as doing PR, giving out free posters, which are posters like these. And we will be signing them and all. And... If you go to the Urban Action Showcase and Expo, we will be 
there at the table, signing with the whole entire cast, and probably doing some pictures with, you know, us and possibly Michael, uh, Michael Jai White, and you never know, you know, just doing it up. If he don't get a picture, Richie, you need to tackle him. Well, I mean, I already got Todd, I already got John Zamo, you know, well, this, this is going right. to happen. And, and, and I appeared with Michael, uh, like, a couple of years ago and stuff. He was funny because I was only halfway in my Spawn costume. He was like, man, you're a big Spawn. And I didn't realize how tall I was next to him. I'm like, man, I'm like... He was like, you're high. Is he Jason. not? He's not tall? He's like maybe Jason's height. What? Get out of here. I thought he was tall. No way. He's, he's, I thought he was like I mean, compared to me, well, everybody's small in my world. You know. So are. Well, well, maybe maybe you got the height. You got the height. Jason? Sorry, brother. Hey, Spider-Man's always going to be a small dude. He That's all right. Yeah. He knows. That's all right. He's like, Jason, so, so, more Jason Bill Baggins. So, Jason Bill Baggins. So is he, is he, is he, because uh, now I need to know, is he Jason's height? Or I think is he's he a little bit taller. He's, he's a little bit taller. I think he's like maybe oh. your height. But again, like I said, next to me, what? like mostly. Okay, so you can't tackle him. Cause he'll be ready for it. He's no, a black no, belt. No, you got to no. come from behind him. Yeah, yeah. You got to come from behind him and belt. suplex pro, him. Pro wrestler and, 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 and a, yeah, and like a martial arts belt. master. Nah, nah, nah I can't. I, I'll just be like, just turn your back. Turn your back. Take the chair. Bang. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sneak up behind him. Got you in the now. chair. Be like, womp, womp. Now, EC. They just start shouting, ECW, or ECW. Either, either that or turn around and say, I want to do a magic trick. You know, all this stuff. You know, I used to get scarred. And then just bash his head on. Yeah, there you go. Like, He's yeah. like, I'm not Dark playing night. with that clown. Dark Knight in your face. <laughs> right, right. I'm not playing oh, with man. that clown. Oh, man. Uh, Roxy, when are you doing another uh, drink and draw? Um, in January. See, why didn't you say that? I said what you got going on. You talking about something I don't know. I'm going to hurt you. She's being all prim and proper. I see. Uh, Super yeah, it's in January. I don't have a date yet. Okay. Um, but Okay, you might want to clean that up because people are going to be like, she don't have a date. Well, Ooh. you got one now, girl. <laughs> Everybody gonna be coming. Hey, I heard you don't have a date because you said it on the triple show. Yeah, I don't have a date yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's in January. Is it where? What will it be? Do you know? It's gonna be at Malcolm cool. Comic. Cool. Yeah, so I'll be there. To, be, where else would it be? Yes, there. <laughs> but um, that's it. <laughs> she's so yeah, scared. I'm pretty boring. I'm sorry, you guys. No, she's not. No, she's I feel not. like you lying. You just keep you lying. You lying, lying, lying. She's all being all. Yes, yes. I, I'm going to be appearing there. Yes, mm-hmm. I play Wanda. Yes. On the weekend, and then later I on, she's gonna be like, "Yo, we were the bomb." Like she ain't been here before, <laughs> right? Right. Don't act. With your Afro Don't act earrings. Now. You ain't company your, no more. I know. <laughs> Put your Afro get your behind in the kitchen. Get your own plate, <laughs> right? Go get your own cup of water. Don't ask for me to get it up for you. Oh, ain't that kind of party? So wipe your feet before you come in here again. Mm-mm. Wrong with you? <laughs> Bringing all that outside in the house. Oh my God. <laughs> you, better, <laughs> you better announce your help. You better announce yourself. You come in this living room next time. Yo, <laughs> there we go. Dope. Uh, good times. Dope. Uh, now I want to relax. Now you want to relax? We still got six minutes left in the show. All right. Well, once is a man from Nantuck. No, no. <laughs> no. No, we can't do that. But for those people that, on the Unreal, if, for those people that want to get a poster or whatnot, uh, we're giving them away for free for a limited time. Because once these posters, you're going to have to buy them because, like, everybody's going to be. And, I mean. He um, said you're going to have to buy them. You're going to have to buy them because we got prints coming up and all this stuff. Bills. And eventually we will be doing a um, 
a director's cut two choices because uh, when you see the film, we want everyone to see the film, to experience the film, and eventually we were talking about doing uh, a director's cut, and you'll understand once you see the film that we can extend on that. But you have to see the film, and make sure you go through the credits, too, to the very oh, end. Snap. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pulling something out, a little Marvel, little Marvel and DC thing, and the credit thing. We're going to do a little show show. You know, a little show show. Mm. Right, Rox? Don't, yeah. bring, don't bring the children's. Don't bring the children. Well, they can. They can bring the children. They okay. can. Oh, 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 oh. Well, yeah, yeah. Now you got me thinking. Like oh, maybe you shouldn't. Bring, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't bring you the children. Can. Just be safe. Don't bring the children. PG thirteen. PG thirteen. All right. Leave the children. It's not rated R because you know. Bring the oldest child. If, if, right. You know, right. Bring yeah. the old children. Yeah, the old children. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, bring yeah. them young ones. Mm, they ain't ready. Not unless they got a system full of Benadryl. Mm. And I gotta say this. <laughs> I gotta say this one more time. The Urban Action Showcase and Expo, because I know I will never hear the end of it. And make sure you guys, for those people who are interested in wanting to get tickets and all, whether it's the VIP spawn package, uh, they're still available. They're limited. You get a chance to meet Michael Jai White. You get to get pictures with him and the whole nine. Um, you get all these special incentives. Uh, Tom McFarlane's company, McFarlane Toys, dropped off a whole bunch of stuff. Ooh. They're going to have grab bags and everything. Hey, hey, could you uh, maybe put one of them aside for triples? <laughs> <laughs> I can see. Let me see what I can work yeah, out. Yummy. They're going to be selling. Also, for those people who are fans of the Five Deadly Venoms, they're going to have Venom Number One, the original Venom Number One, at uh, the Urban Showcase, Urban Action Showcase and Expo, um, and they are going to be selling the exclusive mask. Yeah. But we don't know nothing about that because this is community radio. We don't know nothing about selling. But if you wanted to find more information about the urban, uh, uh, the the what now? Urban, <laughs> urban action, urban action showcase, showcase and, urban action showcase and expo. See, I said it Ooh, right again. I almost Ooh, said, Ooh, I almost said, right. November, November 11th, Times Square, in the heart of New York City, at the AMC Theater. For more information, go to www urbanactionexpo.com yeah yeah, yeah. Well, don't go to Urban Outfitters why do you to go there you know you because they don't know what they talk about don't yeah, go to yeah. them don't yeah. do it or do a Google search and you'll see yeah you be alright with that yeah because I can't I kept I, it kept popping in my head Urban you know Action what? Showcase have and Expo Urban Urban Action Showcase and Expo Uwes Urban Action Showcase and Expo and Expo November right. Say that five times fast. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can. I, I sprained my tongue. I'm like, ah, before, before. <laughs> we... Look like one of them little dogs that had a tongue hanging out the side. <laughs> like, what happened? I tried to take this thing. I was urban acting. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> before we close out, I'm a shameless plug uh, the Afrofuturist Affair again. The seventh annual Afrofuturist Affair and Charity Ball at the Philadelphia Museum of Art tomorrow night. Uh, from 5 p.m. to 8.45. Yours truly, the Storm Triple, will be hosting and emceeing uh, live music, including More Mother, uh, Samus, and the one and only King Brit will be there, Ooh. dropping hits from Flots wow. and Paradigm. Uh, wow. So come through. For more information, you can check out philamuseum.org, um, and I'll be posting it on my IGs. He and I go way, way back. Oh, you go King, back with everybody, Smoke. Well, King and I, King, look, I knew King when he was working in the gallery Working in the newsstand. That's how far back we go. Ooh, we, we go wow. way back. And I was working retail. So and oh. I'm working in the fashion store. So, yeah. Way back like swim caps. Way back. 
Roxanne, where can people find out more information about you? Okay, well, you can go on my Instagram at RoxanneWhitney24. Um, you can find me on Foxy Roxy 24 um, on, uh, what's that, Facebook. And my name is Roxanne Whitney. You can find me on Facebook. There you go. Cool. She's so smooth. She's modeling while already. Oh, my God. Get out this, of here. On Instagram. And Smoke, where can people find out more information about you Okay, Google search Eric the Smoke Moran or for Facebook, you got my, the Smoke page. On Instagram, you got the Smoke 007 Face uh, YouTube double the smoke double seven, Twitter the smoke triple zero, or if you get confused of any of that, just type up Eric the Smoke Moran, and a whole list of stuff comes up on Google search. There you go for the Super Saiyan triple, for yeah. the Jedi Master triple, for the Super triple, for the Bat triple, for Spider triple. This is Storm triple for Cosplay triple and Black Phoenix triple. Uh, saying good night. We love you. Peace out, Triple Nation. Holla Peace and hair grease. Holla to hear Night. me. And once again, this is WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Squall!